Hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to episode 173 of RPG Digest. I am John Maxley Oshlo, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me, as usual, is the spirit of a traveler character who didn't make it past character creation. Brett, Heathen Dog Grismer, what is good today, sir? Yes, today uh, I decided to uh, roll up a traveler character and I got hideous disfigurement several times. <laughs> Wrong button. That's why I'm not using my camera today, which is why you see this yeah he's actually disfigured like it happened to him in real life that's weird about traveler man it transcends dimensions yeah, here i know right that that character creation is powerful it's powerful no i just the the camera is not functioning windows is not recognizing it and i don't have time to fix it so there we are yeah and hello everybody here <laughs> and uh malachi seems to think that uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna say some stuff well, I, I didn't get to watch the entirety of Bear Street. First of all, I woke up late. Dude, I don't know what happened last night. Woke but at I 11. You woke up at 11? Okay, I didn't wake up quite that late. Um, I woke up at about 9.15 or whatever, strolled down. I was like, oh, yeah, Bear's got a stream today. It's at 10 o'clock. No, that's right, 10 Eastern. Stupid Montreal. Um, so it, it, had already, it had already started. Banned. Oh. Someone wants a timeout. He is a member. You know, members pay for a little extra shenanigans. Um, That's your one. You got one. Uh, but no, what I, what I saw in there was, uh, was some good stuff. Uh, appreciate, obviously appreciated, uh, you know, Bear in the Four Color Cafe. Uh, Bear, uh, Brian, and Cody uh, hosting Kevin and Sean. And you know, did we learn anything new that I saw? New, new? No, but it's good that they're getting the word out more. And, you know. Uh, I wouldn't say they're all the same old, same questions. No, Bear, Bear and, and Brian them had a way of asking it to get, you know, a different angle on things. And I thought that was good. My only complaint about Bear's stream, Bear, if you're watching, Brian, Cody, if you're watching this, I have one complaint about the stream. Not enough me. <laughs> not enough, not enough <laughs> even though. No, he, he called the stream Four Color Cafe with special guests. He gives a crap. Should have said Kevin and Sean. Should have said their names. Like, yeah. like what, what's going on? Especially with the Venn diagram of like, you know, his group and, and our group. Like, no, say the names. I, I like, I'm th sitting there thinking, I bet you he could double his viewership just by if he would have put Kevin Sambita and Sean Owen Robertson there. And I'm, I'm sure he was, I don't know. I don't know what Bear was thinking. I like, so, I mean, I don't want to try to psychoanalyze him, but he might've just been like, you know what? I'm not trying to, you know, to, uh, uh, to oversell this, whatever. No, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> this is, this is it's YouTube, man. You got to oversell. Yeah. Oh, you oversell know, just a regular cell. That's how it when works. I when I saw how many viewers he had, it's like I know Bear's channel does this normally. Like he should he should be getting more. <laughs> like, that was my only complaint. Uh, it's the same thing I've told a couple other people in the past, where you know their video stream names would be something like "Hey, sitting around watching a movie." What the hell's the name of the movie? <laughs> like maybe I might want to you know watch that as well. Like. I didn't decide beforehand or, or or I didn't think anybody'd care. No, always be specific about your titles, man. <laughs> so, but that, that's it. Other than that, no, it was a fantastic, uh, from like I said, what I saw was a fantastic stream. And uh, and it's good that uh, Kevin and Sean are making more rounds. I mean, there's a little bit of selfishness in there where I'm like, I want my, my show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, right. But uh, yeah, but it's all good. It was all good. So. That, so gaming with AD, hey, you might need to watch like the last uh, two minutes of my little rant about uh, about your four color cafe with uh, with uh, with Kevin and Sean. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, anything anything going on in your neck of the woods let's see um well right now my family left to uh for a city event where they're giving out free s'mores to kids and can't just build a fire in your backyard no no no, it's in a park it's like i said it's a city event so it's in the city park and you know a bunch of other stuff and blah 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 because it's been unusually warm so they decided to do something outside and for, for, for Michigan, unusually warm is above freezing in February. Yeah, I was outside planting uh, seeds yesterday going, it's February and it's 60 some odd degrees out here. I've been here three years. You'd think I'd be used to this by now. Nope. <laughs> planting seeds in February. What the hell? You really are Johnny something seed. Um, chill gamer that shouldn't be on any of the streams. Like, uh, the, so there's a button, by the way, there's a button that YouTubers can click call, um, something about uh, allow live reactions or live. It says live reactions in there when they set up the streams, they can, uh, go in and click it and turn that off. So the entirety of YouTube can fix it. And I have a couple people that complain about it constantly. And to be fair, it bothers me because I can't see the, the last few words of a line on chat. So I have to wait till it scrolls up. Um, so yeah, I turned that off, but uh, you can tell that to any YouTuber that you know, and you can do it during the live stream as well. Hey, turn off live reactions, turn off live reactions. So. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, um, <laughs> your, your parts are sent out. Did you, did you check the tracking number? Yeah. It said there's no such thing. Well, yeah, that, it has to actually ship. Yeah. It's unlike USPS where the second that you put it, it's in it's the there. Yeah. yeah. UPS, you have to wait. Yeah. So yeah. computer parts are on the way. I owe, I owe heathen dog $17. <laughs> I think I'll live. <laughs> PayPal took so much. It was like 3% of the money yeah, you sent me. I, I didn't realize they must've upped it because it didn't used to be that much, but yeah, they, they took 3% of that. And when, when you're talking hundreds of dollars for computer parts, 3% yeah. becomes significant. I'll remember that for the future. Um, because one of the things that I put in there, well, I thought I put in there was the $50 Twitch finally paid you because you're not making any money on Twitch. So it takes them forever to pay us. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so I added that in there as well. So I'll update that as soon as I can and get you another $50 at least for, uh, you know, the, the Twitch money. That's fine. So right, other than that, I don't think, uh, anything super special happened. Oh, I got a new phone. I got a new cell phone. Is it still a flip phone? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there it is. It's great. The The battery has lasted four days so far. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I uh, went in January. I lost my cell phone somewhere traveling between Texas and here. That's why I'm getting all those weird calls. That could be it. And I called the airline and I called the airport and they couldn't find it. So I went to Verizon. I uh, I, I called Verizon. And I said, I can't log in to your online thing to do this because it requires you to get a text with a pin number. Obviously, mm -hmm. I can't do that because, you know, no phone. And they're like, oh, OK, OK, well, uh, I we, I can do that right here. I, I can go ahead and send you a text. Like, no, no, you're not listening. You're, you're running off a script. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I don't have my phone. It is lost. If you send a text, I will not receive it. We need another way for you to access my account. There is no other way. <laughs> are you kidding me i hate am, am, factor authentication that, that that's crazy it's like i'm sorry there's no other way you have my email on file right yeah it's verified right yeah send it to that i can't all right i'm done i dropped verizon no quit cancel and then i then i walked across the street to metro pcs 
And I'm like, give me a phone. And they're like, well, you want a flip phone? Yeah, I want a flip phone. I don't want that stupid smartphone nonsense. Because I'm a boomer. And so he said, well, if you buy it here, it'll cost you a hundred bucks. If you buy it at Walmart, it'll cost you 35. I'm like, sold. So I went to Walmart, got a phone, came back. It's $15 a month for unlimited voice and text. I'm like, done. Is that <laughs> Mint Mobile is. stuff? Is that, are you doing the, uh, what's his name? The Deadpool guy, uh, <laughs> the uh, phone service? Uh, Metro PCS and T-Mobile. They uh, T-Mobile bought Metro PCS, but technically Metro PCS. It's weird. I liked T-Mobile in the States, but when I went to Germany, I got a very sour taste in my mouth with the T-Mobile, and it's been a struggle to try to want to go back to them. I have Spectrum down here in Alabama, which is Verizon. I've had no no issues that I care about. I mean, there are some weird idiosyncrasies with the phone. A lot of times, I don't know if it's a phone or whatever, but a lot of times I'll dial a number and I'll have to hang up and dial again because I won't get audio. I don't, it, it's, it's, I don't care. See, Heathen Dog and I might have different phones because I have a smartphone for various reasons. Like I don't use it like the kids use. I don't play games on it. I don't, I do, I do my audio books on it, uh, you know, when I'm out in the backyard or whatever, but uh, like I use it mostly as a phone, but I don't want people calling me. So I have a really shitty phone. Ask, okay. him, ask him how many times he's tried to call me. And no, I it's didn't true. Think. Yeah. If anyone answers, it's his wife. Yep. My, but, my uh, boss knows to call my wife and not me. There you go. Yep. But uh, I found right away that the Metro PCS coverage is much better in my area. Like, mm -hmm. I actually have service in my house, reliable service. And I didn't have that with Verizon with my cell phone, which is crazy, right? But now I don't have that problem, which is, which is good. And uh, Chill Gamer says, why don't you able to locate it with Android's find my phone option? That you would be able to, that is true. But the phone has to be on when you do that. And like I said, I was traveling in a plane. So I had turned it off in the Texas Nobody uh, does that. airport. And that's the last time I saw it. So it has to be on and someone can turn it on, but it's locked. So I'll have to, you know, guess my pin. And apparently they haven't done that yet. So whenever I caught it, it was not on. And another thing, you have to be able to log in <laughs> online to do that. And guess what you can't do if you can't get a text message of the PIN number? <laughs> Log in online. <laughs> That's fun. That is fun. So, yeah, that was done. That sucked. I, I have none of those features on my phone. I have tracking turned off. I have, I think I, have, I think I got a warning one time saying 911 can't find you. I'm like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, uh, if I'm away from the house, I have a VPN, like, and it's not because I'm a tinfoil hat wearer. It's nothing like that. It's just, I work for the federal government on an air force base. I work in a secure environment with a whole bunch of top secret information. I'm not even allowed to have a phone there. Anyway, I don't have like, when am I supposed to use my phone? When I come home at night and my phone rings, ask my wife if, because my phone usually stays out there. Ring. God damn. Who the fuck is calling me right now? Like, that's my response. And then I'll look and be like, potential spam, off. Well, potential spam could be work. I'm dead serious. My work comes up as potential spam. But the second oh. I see the word spam, disconnect, and I put the phone down. Then all of a sudden, like, two minutes later, like, one out of 15, 20 times, but two minutes later, my wife's phone will get a call. Like, John, it's work calling you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'll look at the number. Like, oh, it was you guys that tried to call. Okay. Um, like, I, I don't like talking on the phone. I'm very much an email or in-person 
in person you get the body language and so forth email i can think about what i'm going to say i hate text messaging i'm not a fan of phones other than to say i'm on my way bye click you know i just yeah i i don't I'm not, and I don't understand this need, and maybe this is the boomer in me as well, but I don't understand this need of having to be in contact all the time. Uh, I sent you a message like seven seconds ago and you didn't respond. Yeah, you yeah. might wait a couple of days on that too because I'll respond when I feel like responding. I don't open my regular mail right away either. So, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> my wife gets so mad about that. Like, that looked important. I'm like, all right, let me open it up. Oh, yeah, it was a bill. I, it was due tomorrow. All right, I'll go online and like, uh, and pay it now. You know, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't stress over, I, I don't like being in pure communication with people. Like, I, where are you? What are you doing? Any damn business. <laughs> I might be here jerking up. Oh, pardon me, I shouldn't be doing that RPG Digest, but I, I might be, you know, I might be watching a movie. With my, I might be sleeping. You know what I've been doing a lot in the last three, four weeks? Sleeping. And uh, L says, wait, airplane mode disables phone calls? Yeah, man. Yeah, it does. It disables everything. It, 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 it turns your phone into something that does not transmit or receive. That's the rule. Again, I don't know anybody that actually does that. I've seen people during takeoff and landing. Uh, yeah, I hate text messages. You want to get a hold of me for a short for a call me? Yeah, I mean, it depends on who it is. Like, you know. I, if it's work related, you send me a quick text message. Just don't expect that I'm going to see it right there. One time I had somebody say, hey, uh, can you make sure everybody knows that I'm going to be uh, sick today? Uh, or I had a sick day today or whatever. And the person sent it to me well before I went to work. I didn't see it until noon. It's <laughs> like, oh, by the way, he's going to be out today. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's all. I, mean, I know the phone thing was you, but that's all I got to say about the phone yeah. stuff. Um, I can't think. I mean, we said pretty much everything we wanted to say in the members only stream on Friday. I got really nothing new beyond that. So I think we're ready to jump into today's wonderful and amazing topics. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Hey, let's, uh, okay. I'm scrolling the wrong. Why can't I use StreamYard anymore? Like the last like three weeks, I'm clicking wrong buttons. I'm <laughs> well, long COVID. You got the brain cloud. I, I might, you know. All right. Well, let's thank a few folks first. Actually, no, no. Oh, I didn't put the universal one up. Oh, well. Notice I've got two today, huh? One for right. after the bomb, one for riffs. Yeah. Look at that. All right. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can talk without coughing. Almost didn't make it through the uh, <laughs> the introduction. Uh, I want to thank all you wonderful people who support us monetarily. Your gracious donations help us provide giveaways, produce more content, and generally give back Legion with community as a whole. Oh, that reminds me. There is something I want to say. I don't know who did it. One of you members out there must have done something. Remember, I wouldn't call it a rant, but remember what I was saying about the video, and, and since Elle's watching, it was the comment that Elle made on that video for, um, uh, for the last Friday uh, rant rando stream. Mm -hmm. where i disagreed with him because the analytics didn't didn't state what he said <laughs> well yeah. guess what somebody must have shared that video because i got about 300 views on that thing uh yesterday uh yeah yesterday so, so it's now the analytics are actually changing on that one so nice. uh but thanks guys so 
uh, we'll see. So maybe only getting $2 in super chats on that episode uh, turns into something good. Who knows? But uh, as you guys know, I, I don't have anything live right now, but I still have the Here Have Max's Crap giveaway going on, and it's because of your donations that I can do stuff like that. Honestly, it's because of your donations that I'm slowly able to, slowly, slowly able to build a computer. I, I gave Heathen Dog the money out of Legion of Myth Funds. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I only have so much, but we're getting one built, and I'll actually be updated into the 21st century. Wow. Not no more Pentium 3 933 computer for me. No, sir. <laughs> that goes uh, to your wife. That goes to my wife. Yeah, she gets the Pentium 3 running Windows 98. Um, <laughs> also remember that on uh, on Rumble, 100% goes to creators. Doesn't matter if it's us or somebody else. You want us. Uh, but uh, 100% of your donation goes to the creators. So uh, follow people on Rumble. Subscribe to them. Check out Rumble. It's uh, it's getting better every day. It's still not a, quite YouTube, but it's getting better every day. I suggest you guys check it out. And of course, check the description below for links to uh, various Legion of sites, social media, Discord, merchandise, and etc. And now, even though it doesn't have a camera, I don't even know why I have this up uh, right now. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have a camera. It's true. I don't know. Oh, did you swap us? Because I didn't swap us. I did not swap us either. Here, here. Swap. There you go. You get to be on top, even without a camera. It's amazing. <clears throat> Give a couple seconds, and whenever you are ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my first time ever breaking open this book. That's right. I have never played Traveler before, let alone the Mongoose version, let alone the update for 2022. Haven't done it, but we're going to do it today. I took a glance. I cheated. I know. I took a glance at character creation and pff, that's going to be a ride. But right now we're just going to do the introduction. What is Traveler and how does it work? Let's find out. We welcome all people, regardless of background, belief or identity, to play tabletop role playing games. Let's engage our imaginations, pull a veil over reality, and immerse ourselves in fantastic worlds. Don't be a disruption at the table and always remember, it's just a game. The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national, nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. Join us Thursday and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Time, or check out the Friday Night Stream where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Please leave us a comment with your thoughts and experiences. If you enjoy our gaming content, please be sure to subscribe to Legion of Myth. So two things real quickly before we get started. Number one, <laughs> Windows 98 upgrade. Windows 2000, baby, that's right. And Windows secondly, NT rules. Oh. And uh, <laughs> for the people who don't like that that long, the little, oh, the music in the background, you blame Sean Orton Robertson from Palladium yeah. Books for that. Yeah. <laughs> why? Don't even. Don't, don't ask why. Do. Just go ahead and blame. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do it. It's fine. All right, what do you got for Traveler? Introduce us to Traveler. Now, I've had people, as you know, I've had people tell me they want me to cover Classic Traveler, and uh, I want to do that at some point in the future, but uh, guess what? What is the game that's currently available right now? Well, this isn't just Traveler. This is the 2022 update. Splain it to us, Heathen Dog. Well, let's go ahead and try and do that. All right, like I said, I have no idea what I'm in for, so we are going to have fun together introduction there we go 
Let's do it. Traveler is a science fiction role-playing game of the far future. A multitude of universes await players, and you will find Traveler is capable of handling almost any kind of science fiction setting. From highly intricate cyberpunk worlds to campaigns spanning entire galaxies where mighty empires clash and suns explode. Well, that sounds pretty good so far. If you have a favorite science fiction film or TV show, Traveler will be able to replicate it for you, bringing your best love futuristic moments to your tabletop. That's, that's a, that's a, that's big. Okay. Then we start with charted space. Let's see what that means. While Traveler is intended to be used for any science fiction setting its players devise, the longest running commercially available universe, indeed one of the oldest role-playing game settings of all, is charted space. Humanity has gone to the stars and found them crowded with other forms of life and other sentient species, and science and technology have advanced vastly over the present day. But the essential nature of humanity is unchanged. Life continues as it does now, only spread out over a sea of stars. A mighty Imperium unites thousands of worlds under a single rule, but it is beset by enemies both internal and external. So, more things change, more they stay the same. Got it. The Imperium. So I, I hope, here's a question. I know you haven't read the book. No. <laughs> so, what I hope that comes out of this is I hope that there's a good. So, Stars Without Number, for example, has a, a fairly robust, if. It could be bigger, but look, that book's already big enough as it is, right? Yeah. Um, but it has a fairly robust system creation section. So I hope that Traveler comes with something like, you know, I got this idea for a space opera. I got this idea for a hard sci-fi. I got this idea. So I hope it comes with the tools that allows you to build that. So I don't just have to come out of it with my imagination off the top and then try to figure out how to ham fist it in the game. I hope the game has tools to make my vision become a reality. That would be great. And I'm, we're going to find out together. That's the exciting about six weeks <laughs> in about six weeks. Yeah. The Imperium commands the space between the stars, ensuring that civilization endures and trade continues. Mega corporations and feudal lords conduct the bulk of this trade, but there will always be a place for the free trader. Hardy travelers and adventurers in the fringes of charted space, dealing in strange goods and smuggled cargoes, doing whatever they can to make a credit. While Traveler can be used to model almost any science fiction novel, movie, or setting, the traditional setting for adventures is the third Empyrean of Humanity. 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 <laughs> That's... You, you want to mess around? You win, you win stupid prizes. You won the pronunciation of Humanity. The third great empire to stretch across the stars. In the charred space universe, players take on the roles of tramp traders and mercenaries, wandering the galaxy in search of profit and adventure. When you read that, I could not help but hear the, the Christopher Eccles and Doctor Who third great and bountiful human empire, whatever that was. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't think of that. <clears throat> players and travelers. Most participants in a traveler game will be players. Duh. Usually each player generates a character using the traveler creation rules. And we're going to get into some of that today. But my God, that character becomes the player's avatar in a game world and is called a traveler. These travelers are the central protagonists of the game and scenarios revolve around their adventures and actions. Okay. Normal players. Throughout this rule book, the terms player and traveler are synonymous. The term character is used to describe those in-game controlled by the referee rather than the players. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Good to know. What are often called non-player characters? However, rules that apply to travelers are usually applicable to characters and vice versa. Okay. The referee. 
One of the participants is the referee who describes the world around the travelers, presents them with challenges and dangers, and takes on the role of supporting cast and antagonists. The referee creates the basic outline of the adventures and the travelers encounter and resolve the results of their actions using the rules in this book as a guideline. Okay. That's fine. I would rather have more about the referee's powers, but maybe it's in this blue zone here. Traveler rule zero. Here we go. Many role-playing games have a rule zero, which marks out a referee's fiat. The notion that the referee is free to ignore or change any rule to fit it with their campaign. This is true of travelers well, but, okay, anytime a game or any person says something you like and then puts a butt in there, it usually means that everything that came before the butt you could ignore because they don't really mean it. Let's find out if that's true. But it is worth making a special note about this game. Here we go. Traveler comprises several mini games, such as world creation, trade and character creation, and allows much of the game to run on autopilot. In many circumstances, the referee is able to make a few rolls on a table and generate characters, battles, even a sizable part of the known universe. This is a great news for the busy referee, who can then concentrate on the adventure. However, while these tools are in place, the referee should never feel bound by them and has the latitude to ignore any generated results in preference to their own creations. What? Why'd you even need that? If you eliminated the but in that first sentence, you don't need that whole paragraph. Right? I don't get it. Rule zero is this. The rules in this book, indeed in every travel book, provide merely a framework. If any rules conflict with the referee's vision of the universe, even if that universe is the official charted space setting, then they must give way and be altered to fit. Why even have the first two paragraphs? That last one fixed everything. It said everything you wanted to say, and you had to spend less money to Look, do it. Man, they didn't have a good artist to make a small box picture, so they had to stretch it out a little more. All right, whatever. By the way, a, a formatting issue of this book already makes me not want to ever read it. Uh, well, anybody who's watched the show knows one of the issues, but they're Brits. Get over that. Justify! If you do two-column, oh. you justify! Yeah, I see that. As somebody who does layout and design, I would never let this uh, get past my QC. There you go. Adventures and campaigns. Let's find this out. In an adventure, the travelers embark on a journey or scenario overseen by the referee. The referee determines what dangers the travelers will face from hostile aliens and criminals to solar flares and automated defense systems or even a political intrigue and deception. The travelers decide how they will react and overcome these obstacles. For example, the travelers may be hired to bring a cargo from one world to another, but a rival merchant is trying to stop them and has hired abandoned mercenaries to attack the traveler's ship en route. The travelers have to get the cargo through safely. Okay, that's an easy adventure right there. That's a good one. An adventure can be a one-off game using travelers created by the referee specifically for that game and discarded afterward, or it can be part of a campaign. An adventure makes one or more game sessions to complete. Okay, so... There you go. I mean, uh, 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 this this game works really well, according to the writers, for convention-style gaming, where you have four to six hours, you play one adventure, beginning to end, it's a beautiful little X-Files episode, beginning, middle, end, everything's tied in a bow, and there's your fun time. Or you can have an entire campaign spanning months, maybe years, of your the intrepid travelers getting better and better at what they do, getting more money, getting more fame, all that stuff. You can have that too. That's good. Campaign is a series of adventures, charting a continuing escapades. That's basically what I just said. Okay, campaign <laughs> ideas. These are few common types of campaigns that are often used in travelers. 
Traitor by the way, I, I, before he goes on here, I've just read all that the bold text here. You'll pretty much find this blurb in every science fiction game written. This was yep. in Coriolis. I think it was in Alien. Right. It's, it's in Stars Without Number. It's in like like these things because they're common themes that you'll find if you watch sci-fi or read sci-fi. That's true. Trader campaign where the travelers are crew free trader merchant vessel taking cargoes they can get to their spacecraft flying in one piece. Okay, yeah, that's all actually right. my favorite type. I know that might sound weird. is isn't because I want to become rich and famous to take over the universe. I find that the characters in the traitor campaign tend to be a little bit more balanced. You'll have one guy who's, you know, focuses on fighting in case somebody tries to pirate your ship. You're going to have somebody who's a good pilot. You're going to have somebody who's good science. You have somebody who can negotiate well. I've just found in my in my experience that the it's the best balanced party. And then you can really do a, a lot. Because if everybody's just military, well, what happens if you have to do the thinky thinks? You're not paid to think you think. Right. <laughs> anyway, the, the uh, traitor campaign uh, can really easily fall into, let me see a contemporary example, of a, a Firefly campaign. Easily. Easily fall into something like that. The military campaign. The travelers are all members of a military unit, usually veterans of similar careers, participating in wars, skirmishes, and other military activities. Inspiration come from the uh, Honor Harrington novels, the film's Aliens, or Starship Troopers, the book, animated series, or film. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can get with that. The Explorer Campaign. In a campaign of this type, the travelers can go beyond the borders of the charted space looking for objects, planets, and civilizations of value or curiosity. The travelers will have to be highly self-sufficient to survive on their own for long distances. For inspiration, look no further than the original series of Star Trek. Fair enough. The Traveler Campaign. Okay, here we go. The tr traditional traveler campaign features a little of everything. The travelers will go from exploring abandoned alien ziggurats to rescuing missing pets to taking on local crime lord in a protracted gang war. Inspiration come from anywhere. Specialized types of campaign are detailed in two expansions, mercenary and element class cruisers. Mercenary shows uh, travelers how to recruit, run, and fight with a dedicated military unit, allowing them to make their fortune with a platoon or company of soldiers. Meanwhile, Element class cruisers includes the naval campaign source book, which provides everything needed to run a bridge crew style of campaign where the travelers will be the senior officers on a mighty capital ship. Okay. You know what's funny about this? So the traveler campaign is the combination of the other three above. Get that shit out of the book. <laughs> Further reading. Okay. Uh, Throughout this book, mention is made of other titles available in the Traveler series because they want to, you know, make money. Each of these books concentrates on a particular aspect of Traveler, allowing you to expand your game into new realms of play. However, none are vital or necessary to the game and are presented only for your continued enjoyment. You can explore a huge portion of the galaxy with the Traveler core rulebook alone, which is good because I hate it when books require other books. Suck it. I like source books. Don't get me wrong, but like Heathen Dog said, don't require it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, vehicle handbook, robot handbook, pirates of Drinax, High Guard, Traveler Companion, Third Imperium, Behind the Claw, Central Supply Catalog. All this stuff is not necessary, but can add a lot of, of depth. I'll go to the next one. To go to the next one at the top of the page. Vehicle handbook? Oh, no. The, the one below. Sorry. Robot handbook. Yeah, baby. Oh. Robot handbook. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Game conventions. Okay. This what what are the dice and what do they do? Basically, this people usually 1D, 2D. All right. 
to avoid writing roll two six-sided die and add them together over the over and over again you have one die two die three die four die that's and after the d is going to be the amount of faces or the amount of results that that die can produce so if it's a one d4 that's one roll on a d4 die 44 is four rolls on a d4 die like that okay great 2d plus 3, 3d minus 2. In addition, to, in addition or subtraction appears after the normal die. That simply means add or subtract the number shown to the total rolled. That means, say, 2d4 plus 3. You roll 2d4, and let's say you get 4. That means you add 3 to the result, which 4 plus 3 is 7. And, of course, the opposite for a negative. You take it away. d3. Occasionally, you may see a reference to d3. This means we treat the die as if it only had three sides each. So that means if you're rolling a D6, one and two is one, three and four is two, five and six is three. And Bob's your uncle. Do you need special dice? No, you don't. Good. If if I go to the next page and there's like a D17, I'm gonna pissed off. Oh, dude, got my handy D7 right here. I'm ready to go. Son of uh, D66. This shorthand for special. Okay, 2d6. All right. That yeah. you're still Freely using normal it. dice. That's fine. That's fine. To determine if a traveler succeeds or fails at a particular task, you must make a roll. A roll is always done by rolling 2d and adding any appropriate die modifiers. If the total is equal to or greater than the target number for that roll, you succeed. The target number for a roll will always be listed in the description. For example, you may be asked to roll for a strength plus 10 plus. That means you have to get a 10 or more to succeed on your roll. Excellent work. I love it. Checks. A check is exactly the same as a roll, but with the dice modifier will always be a characteristic or skill. Thus, you'll be asked for characteristic check or skill check. For most characteristic or skill checks, you will need to get an eight or more after all die modifiers have been applied in order to succeed. You ready for a super chat? Go for it. Five dollars. Thank you for the five dollars. Weird guy says epic space travel, ancient aliens, all great. But we really need to know is traveler spelled with one L or two? Damn you, British. I get that spell corrector hits me every single time I type in traveler from this game. <laughs> but I just I just want to say put out there because I'll get poo pooed on this when I change words in the book to actually be appropriate English and not what uh, activist writers write. Did you notice that heathen dog was doing that? Doing what, where? Because not only British, but uh, if anybody knows me, knows that I really don't like Mongoose because of the information they put in uh, the the Paranoia Red Clearance Edition book. Heathen Dog converted every single dice, di the word dice into die, like a real man. Because one yeah. die, one is a die, not a dice. Yeah, it's 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 like saying uh, um, mouse and meese. Uh, saying say, say, say mice to one. pieces yeah mises and pieces i mean oh man southern women do that all the time i don't know why but they but they actually say mises that and it hurts me just the same way yeah well it, but but to be fair the british do use singular yeah. dice uh, but that is a british thing yes it's a british it's a british thing not an actual human thing remember that all right natural two natural 12 remember we're rolling 2d6 most of the time so boxcars and snake eyes is going to be a thing. Let's see what it does. Some rolls refer to a natural number. This is the actual number rolled on the dice before any modifiers are applied. Fair enough. 
Dice modifier, number of applied to the die roll before it is used. Die modifiers are usually followed by a sign, which indicates the number is to be added or subtracted from the roll. For example, DM minus two indicates that two is to be sub subtracted from the roll. DM plus four indicates that four is to be added to the roll. Okay. Rounding, unless otherwise stated, whenever you are asked to divide in Traveler, always round down. That's important. That becomes more important so many times than you think it would be, but it is. Tech levels. Here we go. The concept of tech levels, or TL, runs through Traveler in most of its universes. Tech levels measure the scientific capacity of a world and the complexity and effectiveness of a piece of equipment. The tech level starts scale starts at zero. In the chart-based universe, the most advanced scientists are probing the upper boundaries of TL-15, but most cool worlds range between 10 and 13. On the fringes of the Imperium in sectors like the Spinward Marches or the Trojan Reach, okay, tech levels vary wildly. Isolated systems visit only once or twice. A generation might have slipped back into the darkness, losing technology to war or disaster. On other worlds, secret research bases, isolationist colonies, or relics of the ancients hold scientific secrets of vast worth. And then it goes on to explain what all the TLs do. TL0 is sticks and rocks, people. I mean, you'd be lucky to have a, a wheel at this point. Good job. And what is human... What is the current human looks like tl6 brings the development of fission power and more advanced computing advances in materials technology and rocketry bring about the dawn of the space age maybe we're seven a pre-stellar society can reach orbit reliably and has telecommunication satellites okay so far so good computers and integrated circuits become ubiquitous okay at the time of writing earth is currently somewhere between seven and eight okay okay yeah uh, elon musk is hitting is trying to go for eight but right now we're at seven copy that <laughs> and what is this 15 that they talk about highest level black globe generators suggest a new direction for defensive technologies don't know what that is but we might find out later while the development of synthetic ana anagathics i don't know what that is what is that neither do i i'm not gonna lie they found a word i don't know <laughs> means the human lifespan is now vastly increased uh ana mm. means against gathics i don't know what that is but if you're talking about lifespan uh, anti-aging i imagine i only live a thousand years what's wrong with this technology okay higher tech levels exist and may appear in other universes or be discovered by pioneering scientists within charted space okay basically they're leaving open for future stuff and here we go who's gonna win i'm pretty sure that uh that little uh really 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 small musket is not gonna break that uh most likely high-tech polymer I don't know, that is pretty close and a musket does spit out a lot of heat because of wasted energy it might melt that glass and then allow the I, I doubt it too i mean i'm not going to throw money on it but no. I, I at the same time if it happened i'd be like oh okay if, if i had to bet money on survivability the guy in the helmet's got my money yes <laughs> yeah. and that is it that is all for so what did we learn since they can't see your face on this you know what what did we learn in this introduction well, we learned what they what they call uh, dice is, is die, which is stupid. We also learned that uh, the the main die you're going to roll in this game is a d6. And we know that we now are looking for threshold target numbers. 8 plus, 10 plus, 12 plus. That means you have to be equal to or higher than the target number to succeed. 
Now, we don't know what failure is or what it does. We will probably find that out later when we when we get in past the character creation into the actual uh, mechanics of the game. And we also know that natural low and natural high is going to be significant. They didn't explain it, but they had to explain the concept of rolling two ones and rolling two sixes. So that's probably going to be some kind of fumble and critical success, probably down the line. Ready for some chat? I'm ready for some chat. Okay. So uh, Mercurius says, uh, space above and beyond. Hell yeah, you can do space above yep. and beyond with yep. this. And I, and I encourage you to do so. That was such an underrated show, man. I know, right? Love that show. Uh, Hell's like, respect my humanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's Carmen. I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> put it together. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, now I can't unsee that. God damn it, El. <laughs> uh, and then we have three in a row. Yeah, three in a row from Violence Solves Everything. Yeah, he says, uh, how many weeks is he not going to spend on this? All, <laughs> of All of the weeks. All of the weeks. The rest of 2024 is trapped. No, I don't. We'll see. Again, he hasn't read the book. So, like, when I do the deep dives, even if I haven't read the book, I have I've gone through it. So I generally I have an understanding of what's going on, if not all the nuances. Heathen Dog's going in this even more blind than me with some of those games. He's just like, okay, I got the book. Let's see what it says. Which I'm, is only, cool. I'm only looking at amount of pages and the density of text within those pages to try and find out how long it's going to be. And I'm telling you right now, character creation is dense and long. So and it won't and it won't be finished this week. No, buckle up, people. It's going to be a ride. What else we got? All right. So the next one we have on here is Fine Solves Everything Again. His first edition was a nice slim book. That was to the point. He was typing on Rumble saying that uh, each version, so first edition was slim, second edition got fatter, and now this 2022 update has got so much wasted text in there. Like the so awesome. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be reading a lot of bloat, apparently great oh just 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 like that little uh the blue box we read earlier yeah three yep. paragraphs when you could have done one uh what's and that? then the last one that i started was like uh it just if there's no number after the d you roll in d6 kind of like yeah. the old west end game star wars so if it just says roll 3d you roll in 3d6 yes they they uh i got from that introduction that that the d6 is going to be the most important die i i got that yep. so and, and it's like I, BattleTech, man i mean to roll 2d6 see what happens uh, so I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I like the bell curve-ish. Now, personally, my preference would be 3D6 over 2D6, but that, that, that's just a personal preference. I am ecstatic that, the, that it's 2D6 and not a D12 or 3D6, not a D20. I, I absolutely prefer the bell curve uh, concept. So, All right. So what are you going to talk about next? Next is going to be character creation. And by God, it's going to be at least four segments. So we're in wow. this for the long haul, people. We are, we, and and max get your dice ready i've got i've got my d1 d100 i've got my d60 i'm ready to go all right then that's what we're gonna do right oh, now. Geez. the d100 just tried to attack me that's what they do man they hate you dead serious i think my cat played with this uh d100 knocked off the table and i stepped on it earlier thank god it's not a d4 but you see how big this thing is that did not feel good on the arch of my foot Uh, stay, stay. I hate you. If you do not, you know, you can always tell if your table's perfectly flat. Get a D100. You don't need a level. 
get a D100. It'll tell yeah. you where I'll... Just set a D100 on a, any surface. If it moves, you're not level. Oh, let me get the thingy back up. And a couple seconds, ready to go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Traveler. Mongoose edition, second edition, update edition. It's a lot of editions, but this is the latest we could find. And today we are going to learn how to make your Traveler. That's right. We learned in the introduction, not a character. It's a Traveler. So let's go ahead, jump in and see how to do it. Role-playing games thrive in fantastic worlds and at inclusive tables that embrace these core values for the most positive gaming experience. Donate to the Wounded Warrior Project via the link in the description below to help honor and empower our wounded heroes. On Thursdays and Saturdays, watch Heathen Dog's Dirty Casuals play multiplayer video games over on Twitch. On Sundays and Fridays, join us for tabletop role-playing game content on both YouTube and rumble finally please take a quick moment to like this video and share it with both your friends and on social media if you have not done so please subscribe to legion of myth and activate that bell icon to receive notifications of new content okay hold on here hold on here before before we where, where was this thing does mac get to roll to survive character creation is that an optional rule sometimes it's an, op it's it's an optional rule well we're going to use it What's wrong with you people? <laughs> it's like they want me to. Can we have Max die in character creation? No. Great. Right. That would be awesome. Anyway, <laughs> so that's something to look forward to, people. Something to look forward to. Today we're going to start the character creation overview, page nine. There we Do go. Is your percentile dice for this? I have no idea what dice to use. Just get them oh. all. <laughs> I believe me, I have them all. Get them all. Okay. Instead of choosing a class and various skills or abilities, in Traveler, you start off as a bright-eyed 18-year-old with the whole universe at your feet. Yes. You will, then, you will then decide what kind of career you might want to pursue and then watch as your Traveler's life unfolds, very possibly in a completely different direction. So <laughs> that tells me this is life path stuff. That's the way to go. I love life path games. I know you Twilight do, 2000 traveler. I, I do. I really love it. I love having a basis where I start and then building my character around whatever nonsense I choose to do. How yeah, many times I go through life? Path? The only thing I liked about star Trek adventures. So there you go. When you have finished this process, you'll be ready to play with a traveler who has a history and a full career successful or otherwise behind them. They will now be ready for the next phase of their life. One full of excitement and adventure. It should be noted that there is no super characters in Traveler. This game is very much based around the idea of putting ordinary people in extraordinary situations and of playing with the cards that the universe has dealt you. Hear that, Max? If, if you live, you're going to be a paraplegic. Don't worry. It's possible, yeah. I, then you know what the thing is? Is I, To be fair, if I again, I've, I've got more experience with Twilight 2000 than I do this game, but you're always sitting there and go, do I want one more tour? Do I want one more tour? And invariably, I will go, yes, and then I'll lose an eye. I don't know why, but I was always losing eyes. <laughs> like, like, oh, great. Now, now I'm minus that, minus that, but that's okay. It, 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 I find that fun to role play. There you go. Be ready to make the best of what you get much like real life. Although real life tends to lack starships, exploding suns, and eight-foot-tall intelligent lion-like aliens. Doesn't. For that, I'm happy. 
<laughs> so another traveler may end up as a battle scarred Marine who can shoot out a Fox's eye to hundred paces with any weapon in charted space, but you failed rock star who never managed to get anywhere in their career may well have more to contribute to the group. After all, not every problem can be solved with a gun. I disagree. In fact, in traveler, a gun may cause more issues than it solves. I disagree. It won't, it won't, it won't, uh, it'll solve the initial issue, whatever happens after, whatever, but it's yeah, solved that the initial doesn't matter. Issue. It's solving what's right in front of you. Right. Creation summary. Oh, that's, that's an oxymoron. A traveler's abilities and skills are determined by training and past experience. Traveler creation begins with rolling characteristics, six values that describe your initial physical and mental capabilities. After determining characteristics and a few background skills from adolescent life, it is time to embark on a career. Each traveler goes through one or more four-year career terms. More. Grant various skills and benefits. There are risks associated with each career. Serving a tour of duty in the Imperial Marines may give a traveler good grounding in combat and weapons use, but there's always a risk of injury in battle. Oh my God, oh my God, what have you done to my eye? As Max says. Quite well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a term spent in a corporation is unlikely to get a traveler injured or killed, but will not usually provide skills valuable to combat group creation here's a special thing it is common in role-playing games for players to create their characters before play begins no kidding so everyone turns up on the first day of a campaign ready to go it is rare for us to say this but in traveler this is the wrong thing to do it's always the wrong thing to do you always make characters together in front yes. of your game master and the yes. rest of your party because this ensures that you don't have that ass hat who keeps going off on his own and doesn't create a character that meshes with the group in any way feasibly possible or that yeah or has that super enough. secret background like i'm really i'm really the evil guy in disguise yeah. that might that might sound good in a novel it, it never does works the, the party table. is always angry yep. and it just makes for a bad time stop it yep. Traveler creation is intended as a group activity, partly because the connections rule, see page 19, oh, we'll get there, but also because it was specifically designed to be done as a group activity with players able to see how one another's travelers are progressing yes. and get a deeper understanding of what they were doing before the campaign begins. So if you experience the life path of the other characters along with your own, you as a person now have a stake in other people's backgrounds, other people's uh, tribes and tribulations. And it actually makes party cohesion from the get-go. It's an excellent system. I recommend it. I've been doing it my entire life. Traveler finally got on board with with uh, with my group creation train. Good for them. I mean, See, I used to do the opposite. I used to be like, oh, we can make care. Oh, you got this great idea. Let's hear your idea. Oh, let's, yeah, let's see if we can incorporate that. And I came to find out that that was just more work than, than I want to deal with. If everybody makes the characters together, you know what game actually has the best system for that? TMNT from Palladium Books, because you have the group characters. You actually get bonuses by making your character if you all decide to, to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, look, I might, I know, uh, pardon me for being a broken record here and repeating myself, but it might sound good in novels. It does not work at table. And don't say, we did it in my group and it worked just great. No, it didn't. And laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. that too. Laugh yeah. at you. <laughs> hey, it's called, no, it's called trauma bonding and it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In addition to skills, travelers pick up benefits such as cash, equipment, or contacts from a career. However, there are limits on how many career terms a traveler can go through. The what? risks of aging or injury mount up over time, and some travelers will move between two or three careers in their lives. 
At some point, you will decide to leave your career for a new life of adventure before your traveler gets too old. No way, man. I want to Murtaugh this shit. This is going to be great. I, I want to be like 75. Yeah. It'll be awesome. I'm I mean, Obi-Wan, right? Bionic exoskeleton. It'll be great. While going through a career, you can establish ties between your traveler and those of other players, so everyone will be old friends or rivals. Don't do that. Before play begins, you'll also be able to pick a skills package after everyone has finished creating their travelers, which will allow you to fill any gaps in the group's skill range. Again, you are building for the group. Group synergies here are going to be a little more important than your particular set of unique skills. You win as a group, you die as a group. That's how this works. For alternative forms, no, we're not going to talk about alternative forms of Traveler because it's not in this book. Consult the Traveler Companion. I can't. All right. <laughs> characteristics. Every person in Traveler, human and alien, has several characteristics that decide their base mental and physical potential. The basic characteristics for human are shown here. All right. Rolling. Uh, roll 2D. Uh, assumed to be six for the rest of this book one after another and assign the scores in any order you wish to the six characteristics starting with strength record them on your character sheet alternatively you may wish to instead to assign nope we're not doing alternative we're doing do i need to do i need to write this stuff down yes all right all right roll me up some some stats S six stats right uh yes okay so here we go i got a four not great not great at all a two and a two Okay, hold on. This pencil. Uh, your pencil lead. How do you not write? Oh, it's 12. a string pencil. I got a 12. <laughs> All right. Boxcars, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, a six. Fine. I've rolled nothing but doubles so far. I just went to jail. <laughs> a two, a two, a six, a six, and a three and three. All right. Uh, now I got a four and a two. Another six. Okay. Two more. Let me just see. I got five and five, so ten and uh, and a three and one, four. Okay, you got uh, two minus ones, two plus ones, and a and a plus two. That's not bad. Okay, so That's two minus good. ones are the fours, right? Yep. And the twelve through fourteen is plus That's two. That's a plus two. Yep. So it's a plus two. What are two sixes? The sixes are zeros. Zeros. And what's the ten? Plus one. Plus one. Okay, here we go. Got okay. it. Now, later on, you can put that anywhere you want because in the rules, it states. It's not optional. It's in the rules. You can mm -hmm. move those because they're all rolling the same die. It's not going to affect gameplay. It's not going to affect mechanics. You can move those to wherever you want. So if you have an idea of what first career you want to take, then you may want to move your stats around. If not, Iron Man this crap, just like Max yeah, is going to yeah. do. No, no, yeah, we're, iron iron we're Iron Manning this thing. Yep. The maximum score of a characteristic is 15 for an unaugmented traveler. There are exceptions to this, but they will be covered how? later for specific rules and circumstances. Now, I don't see I how you get, 12. I know. I don't see how you get 15 if you're unaugmented, but hey, you know what? Maybe there's bonuses because of career. Okay. Fair. Fair. Okay. Uh, the physical stats are strength, dexterity, endurance, and the mental characteristics are intelligence, education, and social standing. You're not you're not good with the first first part, but the second part, I think you're doing all right. Skills. Skills are the most important aspect of a traveler and discussed in detail on page may as well be a billion because we're not going to get there today. A traveler's proficiency in any <laughs> skill is denoted by their level in that skill. Background skills. 
Before embarking on your careers, you receive a number of background skills equal to your education DM plus three. So a zero to so it's zero to six, depending on your education score. Okay, what is your full fifth? Fifth ten. Goal? I'm smart, maybe. Ten. Okay, you get a plus one. So that is going to be uh one plus three. That's gonna be four. This represents knowledge and have picked during adolescence and will allow you to function at a basic level in a technological society. Okay. So you get all these at zero and you get to choose what? Four points? Is that what it is before you receive a number of backgrounds? Before embarking careers, you receive a number of backgrounds. Oh, no, no. You get to choose the, you get to choose four skills, four of these skills. Okay. Uh, let's look at those. I, I want to be real quick about this. So we'll just pick, uh, Electronics. I don't know why, but we're going to do it. We're gonna oh, you know what? I'm going to go mechanic. I'm going to be a support guy. I'm going to go electronics, mechanics, mm, medicine, and profession because you can probably get profession starship mechanic or. Well, I was going to go mechanic. drive, but uh, you know, because I want to be able to drive. Would I? Would I? Where's where is how to fly a ship? I suppose that would oh, be a flyer. Drive. Okay, flyer. There it is. Oh, flyer. Okay, yeah, so, that's probably it. So I like drive, electronics, flyer, and uh, mechanics. Somebody else can heal people. I'm I'm, in, I'm about okay. machines, man, not people. That's fine. That's fine. Tell me when you're done writing it down. Okay. Drive, flyer, electronics, and mechanics. I got it. Okay. And we move on. Where do I come from? Oh, the, the, the <laughs> thoughts of, of every adolescent ever. While knowledge of a traveler's homeworld is not necessary, it is a very nice tool to start shaping the character from the outset. Background skills can be picked up to help suggest the kind of world the traveler grew up on. For example, a traveler coming from a naturalistic agricultural world may well have animal, seafare, and survival skills, whereas one who is a child who has spent an asteroid belt would likely have a vac suit, electronics, and flyer representing a life in space surrounded by high technology. So, I recommend you are from a space station. Sure. All right. I'll go with that space station. I'm like Titan AE, baby. There you go. Careers. Next, your traveler engages in one or more career terms, representing their experiences and adventures before the start of the campaign. Each career term lasts for four years, even if a traveler fails a survival role or is forced to leave a career. At many points during a career, a traveler will have to make a die roll for of some sort. Many of these roles are based on characteristics. Simply roll 2D and add the DM from the listed characteristic and try to get a total higher than or equal to the listed value. So a roll of intelligence 8 plus means roll 2D, add your intellect bonus, and you succeed if it ends up being an 8 or more. Yeah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. A few skill rolls are skill checks where you add any levels in that skill. For example, a roll of gun combat 8 plus would mean roll 2D, add your gun combat skill level, and get 8 or more to succeed. So it doesn't rely on your characteristics anymore. It's relying on your skill. So they have a, a great delineation between how, how and when characteristic bonuses are important and when skills are important. And having high skills apparently does not intrinsically in, I mean, having high characteristics does not intrinsically enhance your skill performance, which I like because a lot of people I've seen, they're like, oh, all these stats suck. I got to re-roll. No, you don't. This is apparently from what they said earlier, the writers of this book said, said earlier that your skills are the most important thing, not your characteristics. So. And you gain skills by just going down more 
four paths. You, that's why I want to be 75 years old. I want to be able to do everything. Have all the skills, right. Note that later in the rules, you're able to add further modifiers to checks like this. For example, when using a gun combat skill to shoot, you can often add your dex DM. However, these other modifiers are never applied during traveler creation. So during creation, your stats no longer matter at this point. In each career, there are three assignments representing different aspects of the career. Pick one of these assignments when you enter the career. Okay. Uh, social standing and nobility. This this is your social standing stat. What's your, what's your last stat? I'm not a duke. <laughs> That's a four. A four. Yeah. All I right. worked the garbage scout. Yeah, you worked the garbage scout, basically. We're don't worry, we're gonna get into the social thing later. It's fine. And here is an example of where you put things on the character sheet, where to find things, where to put things, where to change things. It's actually a pretty well-designed character sheet. I'll give it that. Okay. It's a good deal. Okay. We don't need to super get into this now, but it's here. Okay, start here. Characteristics. We did it. Calculate did it? die modifier. We did it. Background. Choose your education. DM plus three. Background skills. We did that. Choose yep. a home world. We did that. Great. Then we're going to get to pre-career education, which is optional. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Mustering. And then it's go start new term. Like you can choose if you succeeded in your in your education. You can start a term. Choose career. Roll, roll for qualifications. If this is your first term, go through basic training. Otherwise, choose a skill table and roll. Okay, we're going to get into all that. We're going to explain it. Skill packages, events. Do we continue? Increase age by four years and try again. Of course, Mac's going to do that probably at least three or four times. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to waste time. I would normally do that, yes, but I'm not going to waste time on your stream. Okay. To do that. So we, I'll probably this, do two. This flow chart here is not very useful because we don't know what any of it means yet. So why is it here? Well, also, it's not useful. And I know that they're trying to do it to be artsy. And, and if you're going to make a flow chart, make a basic flow chart. It's actually easier to read than that nonsense. Yeah. Nothing that needs to span over two pages. It's crazy. All right. Pre-career education. Before a traveler embarks on a lifelong career, there are educational options that may be worth considering. These are going to university or attending a military academy. This usually takes place in a traveler's first term in place of a career, although it can be delayed up until the third term if a term or two in a career is desired. From term four onwards, pre-career education is no longer available. And that, that makes sense. People join the military after having jobs or, sure. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, in, in my basic training slot, I had a guy who, is, uh, who turned 30 during basic training. Uh, the Air Force now accepts people up to age 42. Wow. I think it was 32 before, right? It was, uh, I think when we were in, it was 30, but uh, 35, 35. There you go. A traveler can select university or military academy, making role for successful entry. If it has failed, the traveler must immediately attempt entry into a career and failing that be drafted as normal. Further attempts can be made in terms two and three if desired, but only one attempt can be made for entry in one of these pre-career options in any one term. Okay. All right. Once successful entry has been achieved, the traveler will gain any skills noted and roll on the pre-career events table. Upon successful graduation, one or more benefits will be awarded. Unlike a career, there is no mustering out or gaining of anything else other than the benefits listed. If graduation is not achieved, then no benefits are gained through the traveler, though, although the traveler will still have earned some skills during this time. After successful graduation a traveler may attempt to enter a career of their choice as normal although they may have earned bonuses or automatic entry to certain careers depending on what their pre-career -pre was 
And then we have university. You want to go to college? You can go to college. What does it do? Many worlds have one or more universities within their major settlements, but even civilized citizens of the most remote system can engage in university education through the use of computer networks and interstellar communications. A university education will channel a traveler's efforts into a narrow range of skills, but there are a few other ways to become more skillful within them so quickly. Okay, entry. Education six plus. No, no, that's wrong. I am getting political for a moment. That should say less than six. Okay, now move on. There you go. To get in, you need education six plus role. DM minus one if in term two, DM minus two if in term three, DM plus one if your SOC is nine or higher. Yours is not. <laughs> so it's not. You get, if you want to go to university, you would roll have to roll your education with a six or higher success. Now, do you want to go into university? What are my other options? I don't want to do military. That's what I'm saying. If it's just university and military, then I'm going to do university. university military. Can I just have life experience? And that's it. Yeah, that is it. I, do I have to pick one of those two? I can't no, just like no, live you can my go life. Your career, if you want. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, screw, screw. I, I don't want any of that stuff. I, I left home, baby, or left space station, or went to a space. I don't know where I'm. I don't know. Okay, so you just want to go straight into a career. That's, that's right. Fine. I just got a job, McDonald's, whatever. Let's do this. Okay, career description. Well, no, I'm going to talk about what happens. Yeah, please. When you get it. Yeah. Please. Uh, okay, choose a level zero and level one skill from the following list. Administration, advocate, animals, art, astrogation. Okay, you, you, you get knowledge in a certain field. Two, two fields, one of them good, one bad. Increase your education by plus one. So your stat goes up by one. That's, that's nice. Hmm. To graduate, you need to roll intelligence six or higher. What's your intelligence stat? Oh, which one's that one? Oh, wait, that's 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 ten, isn't it? I didn't. I I wrote the numbers in order, but I didn't actually write what they were for each one. That Sorry. is strength, dex, endurance. Yep. In intellect, education, social standing. Oh, that's weird. I'm not the smartest guy, so my intellect is only a, a six. That's fine. That's that's normal. It's Maybe normal I range. should do university because it says I have a high education. What what's uh, your education number? Ten. Maybe, okay. I mean, all I'm saying is it kind of fits the character's background, possibly. All right, let's see here. Uh, education, yeah, you'll you'll probably get in with a six plus because you go. get a bonus. I'll roll. I'll do it. It kind of makes sense for the character. No, uh, I thought the bonuses didn't count during character creation. Oh, that's right. Characteristic bonuses don't count during. Okay, yeah. Oops. Here we go. I rolled. <laughs> I rolled a three. Nope, wasn't accepted. Nope, and I'm we're too not accepted. Stupid. Okay, so <laughs> that does mean you lost four years. Oh, I tried for four years to get in, wasn't accepted. That doesn't sound right. It, that's apparently what it what it means. Here, let's let's. I think let's it just means again, you just move on to sure, the next. Just to make sure, let's let's look again. Folks in chat, go go ahead and chime in if you want. It doesn't make sense to me that I tried to get in university and wasn't accepted, and I sat around on the couch for four years. All right, let's find out. Uh, social standing nonsense. Okay. And pre-career. Uh, once successful... Okay, hang on. A traveler may select the university or military. If it is failed, the traveler must immediately attempt a career, entry into okay. a career, and failing that, be drafted. Okay, no, you don't lose four years. You just that, have to now choose a career. That makes sense. 
Okay. Qualification. This is what you need to roll to enter that career. If you fail this check, you cannot enter your chosen career this term. You must either submit to the draft or take the drifter career for this term. You have to be a hobo for four years. I will be a hobo before I join the military. Okay. The draft and the drifter career are exceptions to this rule. You can be drafted into a career you were previously in, but got rejected from the from and the drifter career is always open. Also see changing assignments <laughs> on page 20 for another exception. I don't think we need that. Skills and training. Each character has four or five types of skill table associated with it. Personal development, service skills, assignment skills, officer, and advanced education. In each term you spend in a career, pick one of these tables and roll 1D to see which skill you increase. You may only roll on the advanced education or commission tables if you have the listed requirement, usually education eight or higher, which you do, or a certain rank. Skills can be listed with or without associated level. If no specific level is listed, you gain it at level one. If you do not have it already or increase it level by plus one, if you're already trained. Okay, so every time you get a skill again, you add one to it. Okay, good to know. Uh, We did that. Skill limits. A skill may never be increased beyond level four during creation. Good to know. Once you reach level four, any additional increases are lost. All. In addition, a traveler may never have a total number of skills levels higher than three times their combined intelligence and education. This stops you from making the 75-year-old genius. Oh, okay. What is your intelligence plus education? uh, 16. So you may not have a total of more than 16 skill levels in all. That's that's lame. I wanted to make a 75-year-old. I'm sorry. Well, no, as you age, you might get more intelligence or more education. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Basic training. For your first career only, instead of rolling for a skill, you get all the skills listed on the service skills table at level zero as your basic training. For subsequent careers, you may pick one any one skill listed in the services skills at level zero as your basic training. Okay. Citizens and drifters are the exception. They both use their appropriate assignment skills for basic training. Okay. Survival. Each career has a survival role. If you fail this role, you must immediately roll on the mishap table for your career. This mishap will force you to leave the career immediately unless otherwise stated. You'll also lose the benefit role from the current term. A natural two on a survival role is always a failure. Do you know what that reminds me of? The fickle finger of fate from Battlelords of the 23rd century. That's it. Events. During this four-year term, you're going to have one or more events happen to you. And that'll be good or bad. We'll find out which one advancement each career has an advancement role to represent your success or otherwise path through the career you start each career at rank zero if you make a successful advancement role move to the next higher rank and gain an extra role on any of the skill tables available for your career oh wow you'll also get any bonuses listed for your new rank you may only attempt to advance once per term if your advancement role is equal to or less than the number of terms you have spent in this career, then you cannot continue in this career after this term. You have to ship out. Either your services are no longer required or events have caused you to leave, or perhaps you are simply bored and want a new challenge. If you're only an actual know, 12, man, that, that, that's something like we've even been talking about with the military. I know some people who want to do 20 years in the military, but not be promoted. Remember Bob? Bob was a perfect yeah. example of that. Yeah, you so want like, to stay senior airman forever, but you can't do that. Yeah, but in a, in a civilian job, you can. Yeah, but m- maybe they wanted to get a higher performer. Uh, I mean, That's I get it. I get it. I just... Mm. There you go. Uh, if you roll natural 12, then you must continue in this career. Must. 
You are too valuable to lose and will be strong armed into staying. How dare wow. you, sir? How <laughs> dare you? You've been conscripted to the corporation. I don't think so. Suck it, chump. I'll leave if I want to leave. AWOL is my friend. All right. <laughs> drifter. You're a drifter. I'm a drifter now. Fine. Commission. This only applies to the military careers of Army, Navy, and Marines. A traveler who succeeds at a commission role becomes a rank one officer in that career and progresses on the officer's rank table from then on. Trying for commission is optional. You may only attempt to gain a commission on your first term unless your SOC is nine or higher. So that's not you. In it's which case, me. you may try for a commission in any term. However, there is a DM minus one applied to commission roles for every term after the first. Some events give a bonus DM for advancement roles or grant automatic advancement. You may apply these DMs to commission roles also. Good. If you gain a commission, you may not roll for an advancement in the same term. Travelers can still roll for advancement if they fail a commission roll. Okay. That's good. Because the, the commission is your advancement. Ranks and bonuses. You begin at rank zero. Okay. Each time you succeed in advancement role, you move up to the next rank. Ranks are most important for military careers, such as Army or Navy, but every career has its own internal hierarchies and levels of authority and responsibility. However, not all ranks have a title like the military. That's fine. Some ranks have bonuses associated with them, such as extra skills. These are acquired immediately upon attaining the rank. Benefits. When you leave your career for any reason, you gain material benefits from that career, representing money, equipment, and influence you acquired during your years of work. Drifters and the draft. You may attempt to enlist in one career each term if you are not continuing with an existing career. If you fail, you have two options. You can either apply for the draft and be randomly sent to one of the military services, or you may spend that term traveling as a drifter without true career or purpose. A traveler may only enter the draft once in their lifetime unless otherwise stated. Okay, the connections rule. During traveler creation, the aim is not to only to create intersecting histories for travelers though career through career decisions, events, and mishaps, but also to ensure travelers know one another before the campaign begins. Yes, you know, thank you. Bond you through through uh you know great times or mishaps or whatever so you can commiserate or you know congratulate each other that will yep. create a really quickie form of group cohesion this this game enforces it in more words but it's the same thing free league does with the relationships between each of the characters it's something i really love about the 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 free league games it's just one sentence but a lot more games are doing this, and I think this is one of those progressions of the tabletop RPG hobby that I'm in favor of, which really wants to create that initial group bond. But that doesn't mean your character can't die. It just it wants to create that initial group bond because right. I think those people have sat through games where there's always the one or two dickheads that, you know. Right. And now we see this. If two travelers agree then any event rolled for one traveler can involve another bloody system. Only one, only one traveler needs to have rolled the specific event, though you will find it more exciting if travelers can link events together. This is why it's best to create travelers as a group. If an event can be linked between two travelers in this way, then they both get one extra skill of their choice. You may gain a maximum of two free skills from the connections rule, and each connection must be with a different traveler. Okay, okay. This this reminds me a whole lot of uh of Earthdawn group pattern. Mm -hmm. Where uh you you go through trobs and tribulations together 
Like if, if two of you chose the military career, that's easy. You were in the same company platoon, whatever. So what happened to you happened to him? Cause you were both there. Hey, remember when we joined they I don't know if they still have it, but they had that thing where you could bring a friend in, he'd yep. go to basic training with you. And yep. Yep. They had that. I don't know if they still do. You're right. But they, they had that. So you can, you can get more skills. You may gain any skill, but cannot bring a skill above level three using this rule. Nor you may take the, nor you may you take the Jack of all trades skill. Okay. That's good. Good to know. Draft career. That's if you want the draft. Changing careers. If a traveler may get forced out of a career due to a mishap or event, or may simply leave voluntarily to pursue a more exciting or more lucrative life elsewhere. Or less can, exciting, depending on your attitude. Depending on what you're doing, yeah. To enter a new career, a traveler need only make the appropriate qualification role at the start of a new term. If they fail, they must either submit to the draft if they have not already done so early in life or become a drifter. So there's risk. Yes, there's great benefit to having several careers. You get several different skill sets. You get uh, access to several, to several different skill areas. You get influence and money and all that stuff from all different types of careers. But you could end up being a, a hobo on a space train. That could happen too. Changing assignments. Instead of a whole new career, a traveler may instead be interested in focusing on another aspect of their existing career by changing their assignment. For assignments in the Army, Marine, Navy, Nobility, Rogue, Scholar, or Scout career, this simply requires a qualification role. If it is successful, the traveler continues in the career with the same assignment they had before without penalty. If the qualification role is made, the traveler now adopts the new assignment rank and continues in the career, retaining their rank. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, contacts, Rivals, and Enemies. These ind contacts, individuals the traveler knows and has had friendly dealings with in the past. Allies. These are contacts, but willing to help the traveler and actively go out of their way to provide aid. Rivals. These are people who hate or oppose the traveler and will attempt to interfere or harass them. Enemies. These are even worse than rivals. A rival will normally work within the law, but an enemy will just want you dead and they will kill you to do it. Fair enough. All right. Now. Uh, we are going to get into the career summary table. What are the careers that Max is going to choose? You know what? I don't know. And neither will you, because this is the end of the first segment of character creation. Stick around. For those of you who are watching live, you're going to get to see what Max chooses now. But those of you who are watching on MemberX, you're going to have to wait a couple days. But hey, hit the like subscribe button. Max, can you show us what that well, button looks like? We're going to do chat first. No, show us what that button looks like. Okay, I gotta find it. There it is. Do that, and then you will know. So now let's look at chat. What questions do they have for Max? Do they want him to be a clown? He can go to clown college. That's a thing. I don't think that's a thing. Bible we'll says everything says Iron Man rules are the only way to do character creation. There it is. Now, when we say Iron Man rules, for those of you who don't know who are watching, Iron Man is you just go straight top to bottom. Do not change anything. What you get is what you get, and you take it and you run. That's how you do it. That that's Iron Man rules. Michael Chad says uh, Iron Man rules in the companion. Fail a survival check during creation, you die. Hey, then you start again from scratch. That's I way suck it works. Vacuum. And Michael Chad also don't forget. It's funny when your friend's character dies. That's true. Trauma bonding is real. And you can watch someone die, and the the survivors can bond over that. And now one more time. Boom. Now you can actually hit that like subscribe button and uh, get all notifications and you will know what Max chooses as his career.
right, can you scroll down the list? Not uh, you can show me when we, we're doing the stream. Yeah, we're we're gonna do. I, it. I have an idea, but okay, I need to see. Okay, agent, army, citizen, drifter, entertainer, marine, merchant, navy, noble. You can't do that. You know, oh, you're not gonna make that role probably. <laughs> no, uh, rogue, scholar, scout. Really, that's, that's it. That is it. How do, so? I was gonna go. How do I do the mechanic thing? You think that's uh, scholar? I suppose it would be citizen. Okay. Oh yeah, corporate worker. There it is. That that makes sense. Yes, uh, I'll go citizen. All right. That's corporate worker or colonist. Uh what is merchant? Free trade. No. Uh nope, no. Rogue, scholar, courier, surveyor, explorer. You could be a scout. You know, just the the mechanic part, scout. Yeah, fair. It lo it looked like it was a little too militaristic, but you might be right about. It. I think I'm going to go citizen at least for the first one. We'll see what okay. happens. All right. We'll anyway, see let's happens. uh yeah, let me get the thingy up and the reason why I'm, by the way, the reason why I'm fighting, I don't want to do military is because everybody makes, you know, combat characters. It's probably what, if you go to see character creation out there, I bet you 90% of the videos are on some sort of combat That's character. Good. I want to do something completely away from that. All right. Ready? All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Traveler mongoose 2nd edition update 2022 and if you watch the last episode you know that we are beginning to create max liao's character it's coming into view but now he's going to choose his careers what are those careers what happens when you choose them is he even going to qualify we'll all find out right after this the best tabletop RPG groups follow these core values to respect the campaign setting, the game, and the people at the table. Refer to the URL in the video's description to donate to the charity we support, The Wounded Warrior Project. Sunday on Rumble and YouTube, we provide tabletop RPG game, system, and setting overviews. Then on Friday, a panel of guests editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Thursdays and Saturdays are when Heathen Dog leads his Dirty Casuals video game squad on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth. Please like and share this video with your friends and on social media, and subscribe to Legion of Myth for more tabletop RPG content. All right, here we are. The core rulebook update 2022, and we are now going to in coincidentally page 22 for his careers now let's zoom in a little bit so everyone can see these are his choices agent you either get assigned as law enforcement intelligence or corporate army assignments are support infantry and cavalry regular citizen you're just a worker bee you're a corporate worker a i, I imagine this would be a trade worker or you are a colonist they have professional colonists wow or if automatic. He, <laughs> if he fails, he will probably go drifter. You can be a barbarian, a wanderer, or a scavenger. Now, Ooh. with his with his mechanical skills, scavenger would probably be even the most appropriate choice. But we will cross that bridge when we blow it up. Entertainer, artist, journalist, performer. A hey, journalist is not an entertainer. God damn it. <laughs> Marine, support, star marine, or ground assault. Merchant, merchant marine, free trader, or broker. Navy, line crew member, engineer gunner. That might be good. You're not, you're not going military. Or flight, flight name. Okay, flight, sure. I think the noble, I'm going for noble. Go for noble. I don't think that's going to work out for you. But <laughs> you could be administrator, diplomat, or dilettante. Rogue, thief, enforcer, pirate, scholar, field researcher, scientist, or physician, or scout. 
courier, surveyor, or explorer. Let's find out. Uh, okay, which one do you want? Uh, so based on that Basic list, career. I'm yeah. just a, uh, you know, I'm just a normal dude, man. I'm going to be a citizen. Citizen. All right, then let's move to citizen. And we will find out if you qualify. There we go. Individuals serving in a corporation, bureaucracy, or industry who are making a new life on an untamed planet. Qualification, education five plus. Do you have minus I got one it. every previous career? You got it? Education. Oh, wait, I have to roll? You have to roll oh, two, two D6. I thought I just meant my attribute. Higher. Okay, I got a seven. All right. You, you have qualified for a citizen. Good job, citizen. All right. Choose one of the following. Corporate worker or colonist. Corporate, you're an executive or manager in a large corporation. Probably that doesn't sound like you. Worker, you are a blue-collar worker on an industrial world. That sounds more like you. Or a colonist. You are building a new life on a recently settled world that still needs taming. That one also would work for your skill set. Yeah, so, I, th I think that would work. But you know what? That sounds like a lot of effort. I'm going with worker. Worker. Okay. Worker it is. All right. Uh, no, use assignment skill table for basic training, not service skills. You use your use you assignment skill table. What the? What's what? the editing of this book, man? Use your assignment skill table or the uh, whatever that. Mm, that's not great. Okay, so uh, career progress, mustering out benefits, uh, personal development. Can you scroll back up to previous or to the top of that page? So it says career progress. It says uh, worker endurance four plus and advancement education eight plus for work. Okay, that is for uh, survival mishaps or advancement stuff. Okay. 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 And then this is when you leave it. If you leave the career, you get this. Okay. But we're now we're doing skills and training, personal development during these four years, roll a one D and see what you get, what you learned through these four years, personal development wise. I got a six. You got the jack of all trades. I think that's a skill. So put on jack of all trades skill, I think. But we're going to find out. Just write that down. Jack of all trades. Did that? Yep. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, I'm not entirely certain how to roll this do i roll each of these and then just your worker here or do i roll one of these i don't understand it didn't properly explain to me or did it maybe i missed it well it's like stream. okay stream reading is like stream math and i know this from doing deep dives myself where uh a lot of times what you're reading on the screen doesn't stick in your noggin like it would if you're just kind of you know taking uh time at home okay uh, so if anyone here knows uh if I do all of these or one of these or two of these, what please say, because it, I did not get that clearly in the, it uh, looks like one. And here's why. Um, if you look at those charts, especially the bottom, I know we only rolled on the top one, but if you look at the bottom one, it's actually separated by the, the type of job. Okay. Here we go. Uh, we, you, you qualified. Okay. Uh, Skills and training. Each career has four or five types of skill tables. So with personal development, service skills, advanced, uh, officer and advancement education. Take one. One okay. of these tables to roll a 1D. Okay, 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 good, 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 good. Okay, so uh, you can take that out. I want you to choose which of these three you want to roll into. Okay, great. Erase that. You could advance in your current career. 
service skills, or personal development? Which one of these do you want? Oh, it's your minimum education 10. What's your education? My education is 10. Oh, then you're good. You can you can roll all of them. Or well roll any of them, sorry. You know what? Let's let's go for it. Let's try the let's try to advance. Advance? Okay, then that's the only one you can roll on because apparently you can only roll on one of these. All right. Well, I had a six last time. I would have been medic. I don't want medic. I got a four. Language. I don't want language either. Dang it. Well, you hey man, you wanted it. So that's the way it is. All right, uh, let's see here. Okay, zero doesn't matter. Okay, we didn't get a mishap because you didn't fail. Oh, no, wait, you have to roll career progress. You have to roll worker. Endurance four or higher. What is my endurance? Oh, it doesn't matter because we don't add none. No. Um, I got an eight. Okay. And the advancement one, that is if you want to stay in the career. Or you want to roll this? Well, I rolled on the advance. I don't know. I, see, that's the thing. I don't know the game. So. Okay. I got to go back to read it again. Got to go back to read it again. Hang on. Okay. Uh, da -da -da. You may only roll in the advanced education or commission tables if you have the listed requirement. You education 10 or higher. You did. So you're good. Uh, da -da -da. In each term you spend a career, pick one of these tables and roll a 1D. Okay. Yep. And you did. You rolled and you got language. Mm-hmm. So write, write that down. I did. You have it already. Okay. So advancement. Here we go. Each career has an advancement role to represent your successful or otherwise path through the career. You start each rank zero. If you make a successful advancement role, move to the next higher rank and gain an extra role on any of the skill tables available for your career. Ooh, extra role. Nice. You also get any bonuses listed for your new rank. You may only attempt to advance yep. once per term. Okay. If your rank rolls equal to or less than the number of terms you have spent in the career, then you cannot continue in this career. So you're, you you can automatically do it one. No, if you roll a one, I guess you suck, but you're not going to. It's because you're rolling 2D, right? So that doesn't matter. So so I got my advancement. That That's good. And I got the skill because of that. And also because of that, I get a I get a new... I get one more roll on there. I pick from another did, did column. Did you roll your your education eight plus? Because uh, that's you do to advance to get the successful advancement in your career. I did. I don't. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Yeah, I don't you rolled I did. survival, which means you didn't do any of these mishaps, right? Sure. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> You've read it more than I have. <laughs> I've read it as much as you have. <laughs> okay. Well, I got boxcars again, so I think I made the roll. Yeah, you made that roll. Okay. So, uh, did it say anything about survival role? Survival. Each character has survival role. If you fail this role, you must immediately roll in the mishap. Okay, you you did it. You didn't get it. Uh, this mishap will force you to leave the career immediately. You will also lose the benefit role for the current term. A natural two on survival means always a failure. Okay, so there's a benefit. So we're going to go to the benefit because you've you've not only completed your first term, but you're going to go into a second term. But what happened in uh events i guess yeah it's events you have to roll 2d and roll on events what 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 happened during your first four years as you said six you are given advanced training in a specialist field roll education a plus to increase any one skill you already have by one level roll education come on baby you can do this i got a three damn it nope okay you didn't get that one but you advanced training which means you you now can choose this career again 
Right, and I get uh, and scientific you get extra, equipment. You get an extra roll in, on any one of yep. these six because you qualify for the advanced education. So I, I want personal development. Okay. All right, baby. Now, is this only the top? Like, can I choose the bottom one? You can choose Law any. Law enforcement, any, intelligence. Any you can choose okay. any of them. No, I want personal development. Okay. I got two. That's a dex plus one. All right, so... so your dex goes up by one. Really? <laughs> oh, agent. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, that's agent. That's agent. I was oh, on agent. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got a what a two? Yeah. Intelligence plus one. I'll, I'll take that. So, okay. You know that raises it from a six to seven. Sorry, I was in the wrong place. Man, that would have made my dex a thirteen. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, and you go up in one rank if if you are going. No, you already went up in one rank, so yeah. you get nothing. Get nothing. That's fine. But I but I can do it again. That's what's important. Yes, yes. Now you're gonna uh, now you're gonna either choose a new career or stay in this one. Now nah, let's see what this brings me. All right, that means you so have I'm to not... roll your survival again as a worker. So hold on. Now I'm gonna be 22 years old. Maybe we can do the survival. We can do it. I got it. Uh oh, six. Yo, you're good. You're okay. good. You survived. Okay. Choose one of these. It's going to be uh, any one of these three on top. And I think just worker because that, that's your job, right? I really wanted to fail. Uh, see what happens. <laughs> well, don't worry. You probably will. <laughs> Dick. Um, all right. So, you did it, so I'm picking personal development service. I'm picking that again, right? That stuff. Any of these three top and yeah, we can, I we can worker. Okay, let's do worker. Okay. Let's just do it. One. Drive. If you don't have the drive skill, you now have it at zero. If you have it at zero, you get it at one. Okay. Yep, I've got it at plus one. Okay. Now let's see if you actually advance during these four years. Oh no, no, wait. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Uh you you made the survivor roll, which means now you have to roll events. 2d6. Events. All right, baby. Come on. Something interesting. I lose a hand. Ten. Ten. You gain experience in a technical field as a computer operator or surveyor. Increase electronics or engineer by one level. Ooh, I don't have engineering. Does that mean I can get it? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Um, Because I would like to add engineering to my repertoire. Okay. And if somebody says, no, you can only advance... Uh. You know, go ahead and put that in the comments. That's yeah, go fine. ahead and put in the comments. That's fine. But as as the referee, I decided that nope, he got to learn it as well. All right, now let's see about your advancement. Do you advance? Let's Education eight plus. I can do it. Come on, baby. I can do it. I can do it. I got a ten. You did it. Okay, that means I'm a manager. From, <laughs> I made McDonald's manager. No, that's only if you're corporate. Oh. You get administrator at rank one. Ooh. Great. I'm a paper. Oh, no. And you get another role on skills and training. Now, rank one, that doesn't mean plus one. That just means plus zero, right? Nope. That's actually plus one. Rank is zero oh. is plus zero. Okay. Okay. Cool. What am I rolling? You're rolling either PD, oh. service, advanced, or worker. What one haven't I done? You haven't done service skills. Okay, then that's what I'm going to do. I got a two. You get to fly. You get flyer at rank zero. I already had it, so it's plus so one. Now it's rank one. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Getting better. Getting better. Now you are 26 years old. 
26. And, uh, you know, me personally, I would do this a couple more times. But for the sake of the stream, <laughs> I'm going to be done. You want to try for a different career? Do they have pilot? Yes. They have a pilot career? Yeah. Okay. Since you're pushing me in that direction. I'm not. What? <laughs> All right. So you are mustering out, which means you get to roll this, and then you get this much cash, and this benefits from your time in your career. All right, here we go. Oh, one. You get 2,000 credits, and it says ship share. You get a share in a vessel of some kind, a part ownership. Okay. 2,000 credits. Just put down benefit, career benefit for citizen, ship share, and we'll find out what that means later. Yay. I get I get to own stock in a garbage scow. Maybe so. All right. So the careers are right here. Career, 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 career. By the way, if you're watching this um, later on, you know when it's not the live stream, you're like, oh my god, you guys don't you don't know what you're doing. We the don't. Pur the purpose <laughs> of a read through is to read, even if we know the game, but it is to read through the game and show it. When we don't know the game, which is I'd say over fifty percent of them that we do read throughs on, it's kind of why we do the read throughs. This is to show you what you're going to experience the first time. Yes, experienced people or somebody who takes the time to sit and actually read it over the course of another half hour, hour, just to get everything down, you're going to have this better. It's okay. But now you're seeing what you're going to get from our initial yeah. cursory uh, and, review. And what's the cool benefit of this is you as keepers, if you're watching this, then then you will find out what most people, what what many people may trip up on at first. You said keeper. We're going to trip up on it. Okay, and, uh, Malachi said, I think HD forgot to add the number of terms to the role. It didn't matter. He made all the roles. He made them already. Yeah. Did I roll any that were just exactly well, on? You rolled nothing that, that was a failure, even close. So which career do you want? Let's look for stuff that flies. Okay. Uh, Navy has flight. I'm not doing military. You know, so scout, scout might have it. Cause you got oh, explorers. Yeah, or a surveyor, or any of these, any of these, you, you can be a flyer, any of these. Yeah, let's do scout, and then scout. I'll figure it out from there. I have to have an int five plus. I've got that. <laughs> okay, then let's oh, wait, go. Or do I have to roll the five? five? I have to roll the five plus. Hang on. We're gonna we're gonna go down to scout, and we're gonna see what the qual. There it is. Qualifications are minus one DM for every previous career you've had. Okay, now hang on. I've had is one this, previous career. You've had one previous career technically, but you've done two terms. But that's not what it says. It says career. So you've had one previous career. So you have in you have intellect intellect five plus minus one. So go. I rolled a seven. Minus one is six. You qualify. Yes. All right. What do you uh, want to choose? Courier, surveyor, or explorer? That's oh, is he courier responsible for shuffling messages? Shuffling I get messages, to be fry. High value uh, and packages, small packages. Uh, surveyor, uh, you visit border worlds and assessor. Oh, I kind of like the sound of that. Explorer, Explorer you, you go, go over the, the map. Blank. No, I want to. No, I don't want to be that. That ex, no, that's that sounds like. Let's do surveyor. You know what? Surveyor. That, I, okay. I think there could fine. be money in the minerals over there. That's fine. Okay. Now, what do you get from your first term in this thing? You get to roll any one of these because your education meets the requirement, or curry, or I'm sorry, or sur surveyor. <sighs> I don't want to take a lot of time here. Let's just start with personal development. Okay, go for it. Four. Intelligence plus one. 
you're getting smarter every time. <laughs> I, you know what? I cross train into intelligence. Uh, eight. <laughs> so does eight give me a bonus at all? Well, we can find that out later. Yeah, it probably does, but we'll find out. Okay. Okay. Now you have to survive your surveyor career. That's endurance six plus. Okay. Why does it say? It's just out of curiosity. If it says when you're doing your character creation roles, you don't get to add your bonus in. Why does it say endurance? Who cares? Just say six plus. Or yeah, is there something we're not getting right? Yeah, it, it, it said earlier that uh, that during character creation, uh, characteristic bonuses and minuses don't count. Then why even roll? Why why even do this role? I mean, why even do? I don't I don't understand at all. I'm wondering if that's on when you look at the skills and training thing. Like it's supposed to count there, but when you look at skills and training, there's no bonus there. You just roll a flat d6. But the chart says that, so you didn't need to make that comment. That comment yeah, is really actually idea. adding confusion. Now, with that said, I failed. I got a four. Okay, that means. Number one, you have to roll in the mishap table. Woo! Finally. <laughs> Four. You inadvertently cause a conflict between the Imperium and a minor <laughs> world or species. Gain a rival and diplomat one. Okay. Well, there's uh, a double-edged sword there. Double-edged sword, yeah. You gain the skill diplomat at one, and uh, you also gain a rival. Now, let's look. Let's reread. What happens when you fail the mishap roll? Survive. Each character has a survival roll. If you fail this roll, you must immediately roll in the mishap table for the career. This mishap will force you to leave the career immediately unless otherwise stated. It was not otherwise stated. You will lose the benefit roll for the current term. The natural two on the survival roll is always a fail. The benefit roll. Well, that, that means is... it, so I don't get my... No, um... no, no, no. That is not not the thing you got there, but it is... Where is it? Swore Scout. There it is. Um, in the course of the travels career, they may manage to save some money. They may also acquire equipment, blah, blah, blah. This is benefits. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, I think it's this right here. The events table. Because this is all, this is usually benefit. But, oh, mustering out benefits. You don't get this, I guess. Oh, well, you know, I almost started a war... Yeah, you, they, they just fired you for cause, right? They just fired you for cause. You don't get any money. You don't get any prizes. You don't get crap. You just get out. All right, so you must now choose a new career because you were kicked out of being a scout. I'll be a drifter then. You don't, that's a, that's a failure. You don't choose to be a drifter, dumbass. Just try something else. There was the that's other automatic. fire. <laughs> Navy, you can go Navy. No. Or you can be a pirate. Okay, it was fine. Yeah, I'm down on my luck. I need to make some money. It says Dex 8 plus. Well, I have a 12, so... I can... We'll Dex go piracy. What's that? For what? Well, no, no, you, I'm going rogue pirate. Okay, I'll do it. That's, I'll do Dex, it. that's Dex 6 plus, but it's minus one for every career, so it's actually mm -hmm. an uh, 8 plus, technically. Uh, I got a 6. Okay, you didn't make it. Now you're a drifter. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you're now a drifter. You want to be a barbarian, a wanderer, or a scavenger. Let's scavenger. see what the difference is. Wanderer, I get to be the Hulk from the 1970s. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> bum, 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 Drifter. Barbarian. You live in a primitive world without the benefits of technology. That doesn't sound like you. Wanderer, you're a space bum. Living hand to mouth in slums and spaceports across the galaxy. 
or scavenger. You work as a belter or an asteroid miner. Yeah, yeah. Or on a salvage crew. Scavenger is definitely more scavenger my... Scavenger it is. Okay. So, what do you get from I being... can't advance? No. There's no advancement <laughs> in drifterhood. There's, there's no ancient drifter knowledge base. Shut up. You get personal development, service skill, or scavenger. Scavenger. If I'm going to do it. it, I may as well be good at it. Roll it. One. Pilot. What's that difference between that and flyer? Okay, whatever. Pilot small craft. All right. All right. Did you survive being a scavenger? Dex 7 plus. I got a 7. You got it. All right. That means you get to roll on the uh, events. Yeah. All right. Eight. Uh, you are attacked by enemies. Gain an enemy if you do not already have one. Uh, you have a rival, not an enemy. They're different. And yep. roll either melee A plus, gun combat A plus, or stealth A plus to avoid a roll on the injury table. Okay. You do not have these things. So it's going to go back to characteristic. And what is uh, melee is. You don't have these skills at all. Does that mean you automatically fail? I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Not even that. that. Automatically fails. Anyone? Anyone know? That'd be outstanding. Uh, I'll go with it. You automatically fail because I don't mind the failure. Injury. It might be one of those things where it actually becomes a hard roll or something. But yeah, let's go. I mean, I don't have those skills, so let's let's. uh... Injury. Injury sounds good. Injury sounds good. Where's the injury table? Because it's not the mishap table. That's different. One more time while he's looking that up, just for folks. If we're doing this all wrong, that's fine. We're giving you an idea of what's on the charts. If you don't like, you know, maybe we can do a real character creation video in the future where we actually do everything perfectly right for you. But for now, this is just to give you an idea of what's involved. Right. Okay, we've got injury table right here. Roll a 1D. My cat's going to get injured here soon. Three. Miss Fuck! <laughs> No, you are not missing an eye. You are missing your left leg. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I should not be cussing on on, on RPG Digest, but we talked about it before it starts. Yeah, he always I, loses an eye. I, in, in, uh, well, I, again, I've not done Traveler. I did Twilight 2000, but uh, back in the day, and I always seem to have a character that loses an eye. Ah. All right. You lost left leg, so reduce your strength or dex by two. Lost. I would do dex, left leg. Yeah, my my uh, minus two dex. Okay, um, so that brings my dex down to ten. Oh no! Pardon my language. All right. Uh, da da. So you did the mishap. Okay, you did that. Did that. Okay, now do you want to? advance as a drifter or do you want to choose a new career no this no i'm done screw all this i'm ready to play the game i'm ready my, to play the game okay i all lost right. my leg well being a drifter sucked i lost my leg that's true yeah that is true that's no joke all right you are out you're now no longer a drifter you are now uh oh wait you, you muster out though oh yay i get to muster out of you homelessness out as a drifter i forgot i didn't even read what you get because i figured it was nothing but maybe it is something <laughs> It's a bill. <laughs> it's a bill. Yeah. Drifter. No, mustering out benefits. It's not a lot, but it's something. 
Roll a D, roll a 1D. How come it goes to seven? <laughs> How is that possible? I don't know. One. <laughs> Gain a contact. Gain a contact. The guy who maybe stopped your, stopped the bleeding in your leg. Thanks, buddy. And no money. And no money. No money. No money. All right. So that you're done with careers. And with that, we are going to be done with this segment. We are going to move on now to what happens after you finish your careers and decide to start adventuring. What's good. What, what does that mean? Well, we're going to find out on the next episode. If you're watching live, then you're going to find out just, to, no, you actually know we're done, right? That's three segments. If, if we only have one more, then yes, we, we'll do that next week and that'll yeah, be it. And then... It'll be next week. So everyone's going to have to wait till next week to see what Max uh, ends up with himself. Does he, does he get a prosthetic leg? Is it a peg leg? I don't know. We're going to find out. But first, I'm going to be Lieutenant ahead. Dan just sitting in my room with dark windows. and Yeah, you're, you're going to hold Lieutenant Dan this whole thing. <laughs> yep. So let's look at chat. What do we got? I, I only had one. Most of it was trying to help us through the character creation process. And I want to appreciate the folks that put that on there, but I'm not going to go through a litany of, uh, of check this out, check that out. Um, so this is the only one I've started. It says this complicated creation system with the added stress of streaming. That's exactly right. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I'm going to be a broken record one more time before I let Heathen Dog jump in and finish up the segment for us. And that's look, if you are angry with this video. I don't know why you are, but if you are understand that the point was just to show this to you if we want to do it this is a stream uh, i used to have the little tag out here it says you know the, uh, whatever it's a live stream it's not a step-by-step -step tutorial whatever please understand that we're just showing this to you if we did it wrong well you can do it right maybe in the future because we've sometimes done this we'll create a true character creation video step-by-step -step process that does it the right way that's not the intent of this the intent of this is to show you what's in the book see if we can make a few rolls and then move on so don't get angry that we didn't do it perfectly right we're just presenting it to you this way so have any, any and whatever you want to say and then uh, i'll let you end the segment as well oh no that's that's it that was fine Okay, so next week we're going to we're going to see what happens post career. We're almost at adventurehood, but there's other some some other stuff we got to figure out what's going on. Like he's got enemy, he's got a rival, he's got a contact, he's got a share in a ship apparently, and we're going to find out what those things are, what they do, what they mean next week. Subscribe, share, hit the notification bell and you too can learn about Max's fate. sucked if you're a drifter yeah <laughs> drifter was not the right call for you man it was not a good call no but no I, I wanted you know i'm glad i failed the role because i wanted something like that to pop up i wanted to show what could happen and i thought well, you I was just like, allowed to be drafted into one of the militaries yeah but like i said in between segments well, like, i know i know but the, the you wouldn't be a combat focus to be like oh god i gotta eat i got you yeah I, just <laughs> the eye thing dude, when i saw that right off the bat losing eye your limbs like are you kidding me? Are nope. you kidding me? Nope. I wouldn't, I wasn't going to allow it. Wasn't going to allow it. Uh, I should not have cussed though. And oh, well. So here's my segment. Look at all those note cards. Oh, wow. That's my segment. Uh, do you have to uh, step away for yeah. a moment or. And uh, swap that back. All right. So, and uh, if you're wondering why I put uh, all those disclaimers out there, folks, it's because we'll get comments later on of people uh, like, 
they'll get really angry a little snotty and comment you know because they don't understand i don't get them so much anymore but i used to get a hold of it you know you said in like 45 minutes what you could have just said in five it's like it's do you not realize it's a live stream do you not realize that it's a read through you not realize so i just kind of nip it it won't perfectly do it but just kind of nipping some of that uh right off the bat so and for those who are waiting for uh for uh, mutants in orbit that'll be in just a moment so that is true. That is true. I do write big on the note cards. Well, let's see. Not all of them. I mean, look at. Go ahead and read that nonsense. Uh, I had to actually separate the colors because I ran out of yellow. So yellow and orange. That's for the after the bomb version, and then blue with the black <laughs> uh, ink is uh, for the riffs version. Because this book is actually different between after the bomb and riffs. Not dead yet, just ready for the medical experiments, right? It'd be interesting to see how the character... Uh, uh, you know, I keep referencing other games, so that's because I haven't done Traveler before. And generally speaking, I, I like this life path system. I think it could be a little bit more in-depth, but that's stuff that you can just pencil in yourself, or maybe there's a companion book or something that could add more. I don't know if I'd really want it more in-depth in the core book, but... Uh, you know, that's up to you. I, I, you know, the central casting stuff. I don't know if you, we've have a video for a long time ago where we covered uh, one of the central casting books. I think they have too much in them. I mean, like I never allow a character in my game that comes from the central casting book because you'll have like, oh, I have a portal generator and uh, a nuclear bomb and my my grandfather bequeathed to me. <laughs> it's like a, like a, uh, a helmet that I put on that gives me plus seven to intelligence. You're like, whoa, where did all this crap come from? Like it gets really cartoony. My but I like it. Gave me a dreadnought battleship. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I like it conceptually. I like life path systems conceptually because I can build my character around this. Sure, I had an idea. Like, I wanted to be a military guy. All right, so you're going to be the combat fighter. And then in your first tour of duty in Fallujah, you lost you know, parts of your body. And now your life took a different direction. And that's kind of what happens in life, right? Yeah. So I like that. Witcher's pretty in-depth. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, I have to do this in order. All right, for segment two today, that's right, I am going to cover Mutants in Orbit. And wow, I got to tell you something. This book is only, how many pages is this? A hundred and, is it even a hundred? It's 112 pages, that's it. But it was like reading 300 pages. It has got a ton of information in here. And I'm only allowed to give you an overview of it. So we're going to figure out what is in this book, how you can use it. And I'm breaking this into two videos. So yes, this is the first video of two. This is the after the bomb version. Cause if you read that, if you can see the thumbnail on the screen, mutants in orbit an adventure and source book for after the bomb and riffs. What? After the bomb is SDC riffs is MDC. How can they do that? Well, you're going to get that in two videos. Then this first one is after the bomb. The best tabletop RPG groups follow these core values to respect the campaign setting, the game, and the people at the table. Refer to the URL in the video's description to donate to the charity we support, The Wounded Warrior Project. Sunday on Rumble and YouTube, we provide tabletop RPG game, system, and setting overviews. Then on Friday, a panel of guests editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. Thursdays and Saturdays are when Heathen Dog leads his Dirty Casuals video game squad on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. 
Please like and share this video with your friends and on social media, and subscribe to Legion of Myth for more tabletop RPG content. All right, let's see if I've got that on the screen. Nope. There we go. Mutants in Orbit. I had to actually buy the book today. I could have sworn I had this in PDF already. I didn't. Had to buy it today. But there we go. We got it. So hopefully the printings are the same. Now, there's going to be a lot of Remember, this is an overview. So there, we are not going to dive too deeply into everything, but we are going to touch on a lot of stuff here. And because it's a paid one, I'm going to put this comment up right away uh, over here. So mentioned here your take on Mutants in Orbit. I'm running Aliens Unlimited game. Great for my son and found what? The Mutants in Orbit book. Oh, Mutants in Orbit. Okay, got it. Mutants in Orbit book uh, to be an awesome resource. You know, it's funny. Uh, I tried to put together something, a, uh, a science fiction-ish type uh, about four or five years ago, and I used this book as my starting point for it, and it didn't work out for me. But that that isn't because it's a bad book. There's something I was looking for. Anyway, uh, long story short, this is a great book. Now, we're going to start with Mutants in Orbit, like I said. So... Right off the bat, the book starts with uh, got the little cover, got the yada yada. Okay, what awaits you in order? Basically, it's a how to use this book, and it explains that the book is for after the bomb, rifts, and heroes unlimited. Now you'd be like, well, after the bomb, heroes unlimited. That makes sense. Well, there's a lot of lore in this book, mm -hmm. and it breaks a lot of the heroes unlimited lore. So it kind of talks about that. Says, hey, look, you're gonna have to do things a little differently in heroes unlimited, but it's still compatible with it so you can check that out now the next thing creating a character orbit style so this is the after the bomb and go go ahead Hinda, real good we're not gonna roll your eight attributes but just go let's just roll an animal uh go ahead and roll percentile dice oh, you didn't tell me to get ready i know yeah <laughs> surprise after that nonsense you made me do a traveler <laughs> hey hey you didn't lose an eye shut up I didn't lose an eye. <laughs> That's true. uh all right so i'm rolling stats here uh, no, no, you're just gonna be rolling percentile dice. We're not gonna go percentile through all the eight attributes. Yeah, we're not doing a full character. Okay, just making sure, making sure. All right. So there you go. D10, D10, got it. Seven. Seven. Okay, you're a common mammal. Just a common. Go ahead and roll again. Okay. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. You're a rat. Damn it! You know, well, I mean, what are we gonna throw into space, right? Rats. I mean, <laughs> come on. They, they don't. Well. They're going to get anywhere there's cargo. So that, okay. that is fair. All right. Mutation background. Things change a little bit for the uh, mutant. Or sorry. For, I just say mutants here. Um, mutants in orbit. There are some things that uh, that happen differently. First of all. Well, let's go ahead and roll percentile dice for this background. But I want to say that bring in OCCs. That's not something that's normal to after the bomb or Heroes Unlimited. Well, now you're going to have OCCs. Uh oh. So go ahead and roll. 71. 71. Your origin is uh, Outcast Station. We'll find out more about later. And you have uh, 400 IOU. What is that? Well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, well, actually, sorry. It says roll 2D4 plus 2, but we don't worry about that right now. Now, what is your profession? Go ahead and roll one more time. 17. 17. Now, this is where things get weird. Because you are not doing your normal education that you would get in... Here's the the original TMNT slash After the Bomb, because this was written before the new After the Bomb, which is, as, as Heathen Dog just said, is like the Heroes Unlimited education system. No, you now basically have an OCC, and he's got a 17. You're a defense officer. You're involved in the protection of the home, uh, home base from outside threats, including raids by pirates. 
So what do you get? You get defensive systems plus 10%, advanced zero gravity combat. Wait, that's not in Heroes Unlimited. Correct. We'll look at that in a moment. And a bunch of other skills. If you're playing Rifts, which we're not, this is just the after the bomb side, uh, you're considered a less skilled version of the CS military specialist. Oh. But you're literate. They, they can't even read. I'm less skilled than that. No, it says always literate. Notice there is a... Oh, sorry. I should zoom in on this. That's my fault. Um, it says right there, always literate. Oh, good. Okay, good. I can read. That means I'm better than a regular CS guy. Shut up. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So you, you get the idea. So uh, now, here's a, here's a new one here. Let's go down here. So you have your typical BioE. Again, go watch the After the Bomb videos if you're not sure what some of this stuff is. Growth levels, human features. There are going to be some some specifics when it comes to growth levels that I found was kind of weird, um, but but under, understandable in this version of the game. So um, exceptional mutation. What is an exceptional mutation? Well, you now have above and beyond your normal animal powers. Oh. Uh, must be so. Let's let's look at this. When a random mutation is rolled, the player moves down to the next table. So let's. Uh, where was that random mutation? Did I miss it? Uh oh, I might have missed it. Oh, it's, it's right here. Okay, go ahead and roll percentile dice. Okay. Ninety-three. Holy crap! You're a full super being. Two major super abilities. Random mutation. What does that mean? It means you better own. Heroes Unlimited. Yeah. You better have Heroes Unlimited if you're going to use this. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. A normal TMNT or After the Bomb character is already better than a normal person. Why? Because you have things like claws and flight and pluses to your attributes. You know, if you're a weasel. Psionics that don't cost ISP. Yeah, psionics that don't cost I Well, they cost BioE, though. Um, but, yeah, yeah. but you only spend that one time, then you're good. That is true. Yep. Yeah. Now he's a full super being. I, I actually Ooh. never rolled that before. So um, that's me. That's me. Super rat. Super rat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but you also had a random mutation. Go ahead and roll that. Okay. 14. 14. Increase physical beauty. Add plus 1d6 to physical beauty. I'm You're a, a cute beautiful rat. rat. Oh, I'm a is. white rat with a, with, with, a, with, a, with a cool pattern somewhere that all the chicks dig. Yeah, all those rat girls just getting on me. Yeah. Now put this put this in the form of a rat instead of a dog, or is that a dog, or is that a bad drug? This is these are rabbits. This looks well, anyway. Um, but you notice that this thing's got superpowers. So how did this happen? Well, the, the quick way of just mentioning is you're in space. Radiation hit you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not diving into every word of this book, but uh, and then you can have unusual characteristics and so forth. So the point is, is you're not just making a normal TMNT slash after the bomb character. There are some things that already change with you. Yeah, this is like like a melding of of uh, after the bomb and Heroes Unlimited so far with me anyway. It's been a, a melding of both. Yeah, so to I'm, some to I'm, some degree. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that yet, but we're not done. So. To be fair, I, I have the same. If you're doing mutants in orbit, the chances are this is the intent of your campaign. So all of your characters should be rolled out of this. You're going to find out that the same thing happens with Rifts characters when we do the next video and we talk about Rifts. Because uh, there are some interesting, and I'm going to need Heathen Dog's help with this, but there's some interesting things that I noted with that as well. Okay. So you got the mutation. Okay, so creating Rifts characters, we're not going to look at that. Uh, hopefully Heathen Dog reminds me to look back at this when we cover in the sure. next video, because we are talking about uh, after the bomb for this one. 
So here are the new skill lists. If you can read that, sorry if you can't. I'm not going to read through the entire skills. But uh, so, what do these pluses and asterisks and so forth mean? Asterisks are brand new skills like artificial intelligence under the computer category is a new skill, and the pluses are hey that you can take that as a secondary skill. Okay. So, but as you can see, there's a bunch of new skills in here. Yep. And it's because they need you. I mean, you didn't need interplanetary navigation for after the bomb. No. You probably also didn't need it for rifts, and we're going to talk about that in the next one because both of them are pretty terrestrially locked settings okay so and and of course in typical palladium fashion we've got our nice uh write-ups on those things so all right all right now let's get to uh after the bomb so we're i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna page through a lot of this except for where it says in here i need to read something but uh basically there's been about 100 years of peace harmony and scientific achievement life is golden good age. what's that golden age okay if that's what it is for riffs i don't know if it's a golden age here but it's definitely it's like remember he wrote this book in the early 90s russia had just fallen or sorry the so uh, soviet union just fallen russia and america were kind of getting along right so some of that was like hey we're gonna have some scientific achievement we have the international space station et cetera, et cetera. i don't remember what year that went up but the point is is like you know we're, we're moving in these directions and and kevin is a prophet and he saw that but yeah the countries are working together and then of course um the earth went nuclear yep now that's the only way to kill human beings is to let them kill themselves right and if you know if you watch our after the bomb video you'll know that we really really despise the after the bomb the the, the, the funny thing is sucks. yeah the second one well this is written before the second one this was written during the first one, which is similar, but it didn't go into the nuance because it was all the nuance that actually ruined the story. Um, this right here, they're like, well, what's going on? Boom, 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 boom. Oh, no, man. They're nuking each other. We're out here in space. Space sucks. All right. Um, so now the focus is, you know, after the, the bomb, right? I mean, it's called after the bomb. Uh, repairs, hydroponics, and scavenging the asteroid belt for water and oxygen are now basically a priority. They're like, uh, we need stuff to do. We need to survive. We need to be able to live. Yep. Basics for survival are no longer shipped up to us. So this term, the flash, is the nuclear bomb. But I want you to remember that for when we talk about rifts, okay? Because it's called the same thing in rifts. Okay. There's life after the flash. I kind of explained that already. So I want to read this section here. And uh, yeah, a new breed mutant animals. So what does this have to do with after the bomb? Well, let's let's talk about that. After the flash, humans did not last long. The majority dying out within a generation. Their bodies had never been designed to stand up to zero gravity and the strange radiations that space produces. We're going to talk about. Okay, really, would it be that bad? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Kind of, yeah. The animals thrived on it. Many had already been genetically altered. Their intelligence, endurance, and abilities augmented and designed for the rigors of space, while others, like insects, were just highly adaptable. Whichever it was, they all began to change. More on that later. So the, the point is, is why, is, why are we doing after the bomb? Why aren't there humans here? Or there aren't many. To be fair, when we start looking at the stations, you're going to find out that there are still humans in existence. But uh, everybody changed to some degree. And life in orbit. Uh, orbit is crowded. This is Earth's orbit, obviously. Mm -hmm. Filled with the debris of 100 years of exploration and dumping and yep. 200 years of chaos. Sure. Hmm, that 300 years is an interesting number, isn't it, Heathen Dog? Yeah. How, how long, great. for you weirdos that like riffs, 
how many years was it since the uh, apocalypse? At the beginning of the original rifts, it was 300 years. Oh, weird, huh? The space stations hang in their stationary orbits while between them rush the white and silver darts of freebooter spaceships. In between lie dead satellites, abandoned tools, lost equipment, rocks, water crystals, corpses. Yep. The wreckage of a million disasters. And I could go on there, but you, you get the idea. So It's dirty up there. It's dirty up there. Your life is generally about we need to repair our stuff that's breaking because what happens when your spaceship breaks? You die. Okay. So we need to fix that, right? We need to find stuff. And what kind of stuff do we need to find? Well, nothing lasts forever. Ask anybody who's ever owned a computer. Mm -hmm. Anybody yeah, I mean, who's ever owned a car. Water to a point, but you're going to have losses. Mm -hmm. Nothing is 100% efficient. Right. Which means you are going to need food. You're going to need water. You're going to need fuel. And you're going to need replacement parts and basic exactly. metals to, to manufacture them. So yeah, you got a lot of work to do. Your life is is about survival. You need to grow food and hydroponics. And Heathen Dog was right about the water. That the asteroid belt, they, you're looking for stuff in the asteroid belt. Maybe one of these asteroids, maybe there's a comet near something. We ice need to get some. Friend. We need to get some ice. Yep. Because uh, once once equipment breaks, it's probably gone forever. So uh, okay, now we want to go on to page 19. Now we're just going to look at the headings. If I can get my mouse to move, there it is. So remember when I said before about uh, uh, the whole survival thing, why humans might not be around? I'm not going to read all this. This is where the book gets very dense. Uh, it's up to you whether you agree or not. I'm sure some scientists will be like, that isn't perfectly right. Who cares? It's a game. But there's a lot of stuff in here. Space, a hostile environment. It's all over here adapting to life in space a zero gravity and zero gravity isn't a good thing to the human no. body and, no, and i not. think kevin accentuates that to some degree too well yeah i mean uh from from all the stats we have from people on the space station people doing you know orbital moonwalk stuff like that been up there for one month six months one year or more bone loss is significant yes. and it is detrimental to uh while you're while you're in zero g it takes a while for it to be de detrimental because nothing has weight but after a time your bones will get so brittle that even knocking yourself against a, a desk is going to break your hip and if anybody was reading what was sorry you're, you're not gonna live long after that and that's not even talking about the radiation because i have a feeling that force fields don't exist yet so that's going to be a problem if anybody's reading what was on the screen here, it talks about the heart and brain, uh, also, you know, the blood and so forth. And he really goes into this. There's a riffs note here about uh, experimentation with juicers and crazies, which we'll talk about hopefully in the next uh, episode. So, yeah, uh, uh, being in space is not a happy place. Decompression sickness it talks about their biological and physiological considerations. Look at all those bullet points for that. Uh, then we talk about we got to recycle and you've got to get water. The main idea of this book is you're in space and you're alone. So need power or mine. I'm trying to get both columns here. If I can a little bit, I guess I could just zoom out, but uh, do some oxygen, hydrogen. You, you see all that, right? So yeah. yeah, crimes and penalties. We're going to take a look at this because you do have a small society out there and we're going to get to what all those societies are in a moment, but let's take a look. I want to actually look at this carrying a firearm. Is 1d4 times 100 IOU. IOU is just the currency. Basically, IOU is like right. water. 
I mean, oh, it can water. be other things than that. It can be water, salvage equipment, whatever. It all has kind of a value to it. They just call it IOU. Um, so petty theft, 2d6 times 100 and or three to four weeks of community service. Petty theft, three to three D four weeks of community like service. Stealing bread, right? That's what that is. But imagine where every item that you have needs to be accounted for for the survival of everybody. So yeah. petty theft is no longer really petty. Right. Breaking entry, murder and extortion, death or life imprisonment. Good to know that they just space you. Petty vandalism. You, you see it. So again, uh, do I care about all these crimes? No. Look at this. Piracy of ice. Piracy of oxygen. Look at look at it's that penalty. Just death. It's just death. Which is which is fair because what you're doing is killing dozens of people, hundreds of people, maybe depending on how much oxygen you stole. You're stealing the future from an an entire enclosed environment. Screw you. You're gonna you're gonna feel what it's like to to drift through the vastness of space. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. uh, piracy of ice, imprisonment and labor at the mines in the asteroid belt or on Mars, which we'll talk about later. You do not want to be on Mars for sixty six years. Oh, claim jumping, life or death, life imprisonment or death. Okay, so, and by the way, I love how he puts in here, life sentence means life, <laughs> not 10 to 20 years. So you get the idea, but it makes sense in a society that's in space, that stuff makes sense. So, okay, then you have space, space pirates, orbits, we're not going to worry about that. We're going to start talking about the zone. What is the zone? The zone is basically the area of space that you can, you can explorer for lack of a better term it's the orbit around earth it's the moon it's the mars and to some extent it's the uh the, the asteroid belt so let me make sure i'm on my right note card i already did that it says read orbital space stations okay first paragraph i will do that then because I listened to myself. The limitations and rigors of life in space have kept the populations and expansion of space colonies, colonies limited and slow. Again, when we cover the rift side, you'll note that there, yeah, okay, it says note, not so in rifts. Okay, you'll note that there's a difference uh, in rifts. There are approximately 60,000 people spread between the asteroid belt just beyond Mars and throughout the zone, the area around the Earth and Moon. There are four mutant-occupied space stations in Earth orbit, and we are going to talk about them in an overview, plus a sprawling base on the moon with many tiny mining and observation outposts around it. All right. Uh, we're not going to read any more of that. So let's go. Let's actually just start. Uh, uh, overpopulation is actually another concern because unlike the Rift side, there are much fewer resources in the after-the-bomb version. So let's take a look at these uh, space stations. You have Freedom Station, all right? Freedom Station is the first one. Oh, I've, uh, uh oh, I lost a note card. Oh, there we go. Grab two by mistake. Okay, this is United States and Canada controlled. That's why it's Freedom Station, because you know it, USA, baby, freedom, America. <laughs> uh, read page 24, paragraph two. Really? I got that much reading to do? That's a lot more reading than I thought. Of all, oh, that's why. Of all the stations, freedom is the most open outsiders. A lot of freebooters, traders, miners, and even pirates make it their temporary home and bring a lot of trade with them. A lot of scavenged artifacts and raw materials find their way here. As a result, it has become the richest of the orbital stations and has over 3 million tons of ice tethered around it. What you're going to find out, each space station has its own strength and weakness, okay? And I'm not going to cover everything in here. Uh, this one has no police force, and so uh, uh, crime is uh, handled by a council. There are 6,000 mutants and 1,000 humans. Remember, you know, they made it sound like every single human died. 
no, not every single human died, but uh, mutants definitely are the uh, the majority. Uh, it's overseen by a 21 member council, each one that lasts for three years. Now, diplomatic relations. This is just this was the paragraph that I thought was the most important for understanding. Is that Freedom Station? If not, let's just say it is. Looks like a big dome. Yeah, it's it's not very aesthetically pleasing, but you know what? When when you're living in space and there's a little piece of hull between you and instant death, I don't really care what it looks like. Right? It's the most it beautiful thing ever as long as it is there. Yeah. So diplomatic relations. Freedom Station welcomes responsible and respectable freebooters, miners, and even welcomes the vagrants and adventurers. They will trade with independent miners, companies, and people, the Moon Colony and Laika Station, which is the next one, but the latter two only out of necessity. They avoid dealing with the outcasts, the network pirates, and especially Euro Station. What? Fine. We'll find Euro out later. Station. Because they wear skinny jeans? I don't know. What? We'll find out later. Find out. Let's look at Space Station Laika now. This is Russia. All right. Uh, oh, my God. So much reading. Last sentence of paragraph one into paragraph two. Okay. This station is... Oh, okay. That's why I remember this one. Uh, this station has a strong feeling of community and nationalism and family, far more so than the other stations, except possibly the Moon Colony. Uh, despite this, or perhaps because of it, the comrades are rather xenophobic when it comes to the other stations. They regard freebooters and independent miners as a regrettable necessity, but are paranoid about the possibility of newcomers being spies or infiltrators. By the way, I'm reading some of this because it's going to affect the Rift's commentary in the next video. Or worse yet, being, inva uh, being invading monsters. Consequently, they restrict freebooters and newcomers to specific sure. We're not. We don't have to read any more of that. Um, so the only station with tech and facilities to build new spacecraft. So, hey, over there at Freedom Station, you had water, right? Yep. But you can't fix your ship. Nope. Well, maybe you can't build it. Well, it depends on the parts that are needed. You could do well, some yeah. simple repairs. You could probably you fix simple repair maintenance type stuff at any station. But this one is for major overhauls or just yes. brand new ships. And I'm glad you used that word overhaul. That's exactly one of the words that's that's used for this. Um it's got 4,000 inhabitants, about 70% of our mutant animals. It has a military structure to the hierarchy, so uh, get used to that. And, of course, read Diplomatic Relations again, because that kind of tells its status in universe. Oh, where is it? Powers, defenses, design, export, diplomatic. Like is happy to deal with the Euro Station, unlike Freedom Station, okay? Mainly exchanging spacecraft for computers and energy power because they see Euro as no threat. They also deal with the moon colony trading water and spacecraft for ore, energy, and building materials. You notice how each station and the moon all have their own little niche that they kind of control, for lack yep. of a better word. Which that which makes, is, which is in, which, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. the same reason why uh, medical professionals specialize and they get more money. Because they have they have uh, knowledge that is advanced and is needed by uh, by the general populace all the time, and if you if you become good at it, you get your name out there, you make more money, you'll have a better career, stuff like that. So this is the same. Each station chose a specialty. We are the best at this. That makes people come to them. And if it wasn't chosen, at least it fell. In, I don't want to say fell into that. It's what how it turned out. So it also makes each one of the stations like, hey, I think we want to start a campaign on Eurostation. We want to we want to do some things with Freedom Station. It, it, it gives you impetus to go, go exploring the different stations. All right, let's get to uh, Eurostation. 
Uh, Eurostation is Europe and Scandinavia. Oh, I remember this one now. Why? <laughs> Eurostation is Europe and Scandinavia. Each of the countries lives in wings, and they're not friends. Oh, God. All right. Now, what's funny is they're actually more paranoid in the Rifts version than in the After the Bomb version, but they still do it. Uh, where does it say? Yeah, each... Uh, Britain, France, Italy, Spain, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, and Norway have retreated into their own wings of the station. There's no actual war, and all the nationalities work fairly well together to run the station, but there are frequent arguments and scuffles, okay? Uh, the dominant economic position is an abundance of power. This station has all the power in the galaxy. I'm exaggerating, but you get the idea. It also has the best labs, computers, and nanotech. So now we have water for one. We have shipbuilding for another, and now we have your computers and, and techie stuff for this one. Has the best medical and science. Crap, you, you just lost your uh, lost your leg in character creation? <laughs> Guess what? Bionics abound. And there you go. Uh, and it's, ooh, it says read leadership this time. Why am I reading leadership? Uh, divided, oh, that's why. Each wing has its own form of government and none agree on the best way to do things. Most are basically democratic, although the British wing is ruled by a hereditary monarch. Go figure, King Philip. And Sweden and Denmark are socialist republics. Again, go figure. So uh, it gives you an idea of the, of the differences uh, there. All right, let's move on to Outcast Station. Outcast Station is the home of all the dregs, subhuman mutants, the disadvantaged, unconventional, retarded, Thank you, Kevin. And hideously mutated in orbital community. Uh, I'm bringing that word back, by the way. Yep. Although most of the other stations and Moon Colony refuse to have anything to do with the outcasts, they frequently send children badly mutated by ra uh, radiation to the station, where they hope they'll be looked after by their own kind. It's the station of misfit people? <laughs> it's, the un <laughs> it's the underground... Uh, the, 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 the sewer it, uh, people sewer, from, sewer from people. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> sewer yeah. people from Futurama. Uh... So uh, of their own kind, subhuman mutants. Sometimes they are, but life on Outcast Station is difficult and can be cruel. Um, it's the only station where normal folk can carry weapons. It has nothing to offer because no one likes them. And its only allies are certain freebooters. Yeah, the only thing it offers is sanctuary for all those who were kicked out of everywhere else. Yes. Yep. That's what it is. I noticed I'm, I'm done. Uh, the graveyard uh, is uh, so it's a Sino-Japanese. That would never happen. But uh, it was destroyed, and oh. uh, there are lots of great ghost stories, anomalies, maybe pirates. Who knows? Good luck. Uh, mines, defense satellites, etc. And uh, maybe there's something, you know, good in there. Adventure hook, adventure hook, go. adventure hook. So uh, little green mutants. We don't we don't care about that. Independence. So you have the free you have the freebooters. We're really honestly we're going to look more over the bullet points now than anything else. So freebooters. Now, when people think freebooters, they pretty much think pirates. Well, freebooters and pirates are a little different in this one. Merchants would be like the the most honorable, for lack of a better term. Freebooters are kind of in the middle, and pirates are the bad guys for sure, right? So freebooters can go either way, but you can get charter work from them. They'll chauffeur you know uh, you can so you might want to hire hire them for that. They'll chauffeur people. They'll do some piracy. But it says very few freebooters resort to piracy and fewer make a regular living from it. Well, yeah, there's, there's a stigma. I mean, you get caught one time, you lose licenses, you lose that stuff. You can no longer be a regular law-abiding citizen doing your job. Yep. If you're not allowed to dock at a station, you can't, you, you can't uh, take things there, right? So, suck. 
recovery they'll find lost items for you because somebody sold something it's funny when we start talking about the mafia in a little bit here um <laughs> i'll uh yeah they're one they're one avenue you can go basically your choices are freebooters or uh, i forget what they're called already but or you can go to the mafia um <laughs> i don't know and rescue so you're lost in space or you went out there and, you know, a loved one hasn't come back. Maybe they'll try to find them for you. Scavenging, snowballing, uh, supply and cargo. Uh, what is snowballing? Uh, it's uh, try to go find ice. Oh, OK. Trading. So freebooters really do a lot of stuff. And I want to say that, in my opinion, it's the one thing in this book that I wish Kevin would rename, reword, because freebooters are generally uh, in history considered pirates. For, maybe not as bad, but you get what I'm saying. Like, and I don't they're see pirate adjacent. Yeah, you know, they're, and they're they might not be fully reputable, and because they really span the gamut here. But every time I hear the word freebooter, I'm like, no, <laughs> you know. But no, they're really not always that bad. Now, can you fully trust every one of them? Nope. So next we have, I think it's the network. Yeah, the network. This is your organized crime. Now you'd think organized crime, bunch of horrible people, right? Well, okay, maybe. Even, by the way, they've even infiltrated Leica Station with its military hierarchy. That's how good the network is. Um, you can get black market goods from them. And they offer this thing called insurance. Now, before you laugh and say, ah, oh, yeah, good old insurance scam. I'd hate to see your building burn down. No, no, no. They know better than that. What happens if you burn something down in space and proverbially, metaphorically it's burn something? Forever. It's not going to be rebuilt. It, it could possibly kill a whole bunch of innocent people. And that means the entire network is going to be taken down through the through the impetus of all of the citizens crying out for revenge and safety. And so it will destroy their entire organization. That is heat that you don't want. Right. Their insurance is actually highly reputable. They act as bodyguards, spies, escorts, so on and so forth. Uh, and they have a 70% success rate. Only 70? When you have somebody actively trying to kill you, that person, you have to be right every time. That person only has to be right once. Yeah. And think how easy it is to kill someone in space. One thing has to go wrong. And it could start a domino chain of events that ends in your absolute death. So, yeah, easy. Defending against no. that, hard. Exactly. Now, the, one la the last thing to note about them is they don't tolerate other criminals. Now, they might overlook some petty crimes. But if you're good at what you do, you're joining them or you'll or end up missing. Yeah, yeah, or or you you you're gonna stop. You join them, do something else, or end up missing. Those are your three choices. If you're bad at what you do, well, whatever. Um, and you're gonna end up missing, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, miners, uh, really, uh, you know, uh, what I write here. Uh, some are contractors or employers with salaries. Some are individuals who uh, just hope to get rich. Ice is the resource of of, of the. Uh, Oil on Earth is liquid gold. Yes. Ice in space is the frozen liquid gold. Now, I'm going to skip a few more here. Again, this book is really dense. I cannot cover a lot of it, and I have a whole other video to do, but we got to talk about the moon because the moon is another faction. Um, the moon has pressurized domes on the surface, but the real base is actually subterranean. 
and it's like a billion times bigger in riffs. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that there. But for the after the bomb side, it's totally self-sufficient. It uses solar and fission power, and it says read note on page 36. Okay, let's read the note on page 36. Nope. Right there. The decades in near-zero gravity has altered the moon colonists' physiologies on a cellular level, preventing them from ever setting foot on a place with gravity greater than 0.5 g. Guess where, guess where there's a pretty big place close to them that has more than 0.5 g? Uh, Earth. Earth. Yeah, they can never go home again. The irreversible uh, muscular and cellular alteration means the moon people and anybody whose body is adapted to zero gravity over a period of decades will experience immense weakness, muscle cramps, cardiovascular strain, or brain hemorrhage resulting in death. A 1 in 50% chance of dying from system shock and strain. Roll once upon immediate arrival and again every 30 minutes. For the first 24 hours and then only once every day. Oh my God. Nope. That's no. Nope. You're dead. Yeah, you're going to you die. You will fail. I mean, it's a 50-50 chance. You will fail. Every day is a 50-50 chance, even after the first the, the first day when you're rolling, what, every hour? No, 30 minutes. That's 48 rolls. What the hell? On the first day. You're not making it, man. So, and there's a lot of information about Moon here as well. Earth. You want to know about Earth? Get the after the bomb game. <laughs> Let's move on. Mars. Oh, Mars. What could have been? So Mars has uh, got uh, Mars base, also affectionately known as bug base. Remember when we talked about insects earlier? Yep. So Dr. Matthew Walters, a PhD, decided to mutate insects. That's a bad idea. It's like, hey, oh, you know what? It'd be really fun. I'm going to make a Terminator. It'd be great. Well, Skynet, that's, great idea. That's what he, he was totally obsessed bugs but they're better than people in every way i mean that that it actually says that and he's like he felt that they were better than people in every way uh read page 38 second to last paragraph okay i can do that today mars is a okay yeah this is a really good planet uh paragraph to indicate today mars is a living planet dominated by giant insect cannibals and with spotty patches of algae i mean you got the word cannibal in there it's not somewhere i want to go actually the number of insects is fairly small perhaps as many as fifteen thousand. that's it i mean for bugs that is not a lot yeah but they're man-sized bugs that it's scarier but it's still i would i would expect more i really would i would expect more wait till we talk about riffs okay uh, <laughs> most are found in clusters in tropical zones the highest concentration is at the site of the old Mars colony. Here, the dome farms and subterranean colony remain mostly intact and filled with oxygen from the plants that overflow from the farms, gardens, and parks, which now sprawl into the streets and down corridors. Lights, watering system, generators are still functioning. Plant life, other than algae, has even crept outside from insects carrying seeds. The satellites keep the area warm and terraforming continuing. And we're, I'm not diving into all the terraforming information here, but uh, even the atmosphere around the colony is noticeably thicker and moist. Now, wh why is that important? When we get to the rift side, you're going to find out that Mars is even bigger, grander, whatever. Terraforming had basically just started here when the flash happened. And, uh, and now there are 15,000 bugs here. There are no humans at all just bugs on the whole planet on the whole yep now talking about that let's look at some mutant insects and i picked one to look at i don't want to uh we're gonna skip the lore we don't care we just want to look at powers they're bugs we know what they do um let's let's look at some powers scroll scroll over there we go 
Um, so it's you're going to see the riff stuff mixed in here as well. We'll do a riffs bug when uh, when we cover the riffs uh, version of it. Uh, insects. Here we go. In, uh, insect hostility. Don't care. Where is it? Inse oh, there we go. Insect powers features. Now you do have to pay for these things in bio points, and there are some rules with the bugs. Like you must. And and uh, when we look at the bug in just a moment here, I, again, it's probably the other thing. I'm a little irked at how it was written. Uh, you can have wings. You can have four legs for walking, four legs for running, four legs for jumping, 360 degree area of sight. No, we are not going to look at all these things. Insect flight. Hey, what can antenna do for you? I don't know. Track and maneuver by smell alone. You can accurately identify common and known objects or substances. This is how you know your ants get the sugar and not the other crap, right? Chemical love. Mm. Chemical death. Oh. Um, actually, I want to read that one. I want to read chemical death. Okay. Uh, when an insect is killed or loses 80% of his main body SDC or MDC for the Rifts version, it releases strong chemical that reeks of death. This warns others of its kind that one of their members has just been violently slain, signaling danger, which either means they might stay away or they might come unmass. They might swarm. Yeah. That'd and it's only two bio points. So it's easy to get and uh, that's dangerous. All right, and it's got other animal powers. Oh, look at those bugs. See, this one's even wearing a helmet. Isn't that great? That's with, awesome. With little holes for his uh, eyes and antenna to come up. <laughs> that, yep, that's bad. That's All right. nice. So the one I wanted to look at for this, and this is the last thing we're going to cover before we go into the Rift stuff, is uh, I wanted to cover the ant. Because I just figured, you know, we all know what an ant looks like, right? So what, what is an ant? It's a little tiny thing. So it's size level one, right? Except for when you make it. 14. <laughs> so what does that mean? Well, it can, it, can it be 14? No. And this is where I have, I, I take, again, this is being very pedantic. I don't like this. It can be between 14 and 16, depending on which one of these you pick. You get a total of 150 bioe points. If you remember, it's five bioe points for, for each uh, upgrade or downgrade. But 65 must be spent on growth snips. Why didn't you just say you are size level 14? And you get 150 minus 65. Yeah. Yep, that's easy. But, you know, that, that, again, a really petty thing. You know, it's just, when I saw it, I was like, well. Just give me what I have. Physical strength, plus four for workers and males, plus six for females. That's great. Plus two physical prowess, plus four to physical endurance, but applicable only to duration, stamina, and saves versus poison. So not hit points. Mm -hmm. Physical beauty, minus two. You're a bug. It should be minus 12. <laughs> speed, plus six to ground speed. Wow. And plus 10 to flying speed, which might not be that great because things that fly tend to go pretty fast, but... That's a lot. Features. You can have any except for jumping and two leg bipeds. So those things that we were looking at before, you can have any of them as long as you can spend the points. You just can't have jumping or, or two biped legs. Okay. Uh, mouth powers. Any at half the listed bioe cost. Why? Because ants do a lot with their mouths. Sure. Eye powers. Any except ultraviolet. Antenna power. Must select at least two from each category, but all are available. So you cannot have stereo or unusable antenna. Flight powers, any except hyper. Chemical powers must select at least two. Probably chemical love and chemical death. Animal mm. powers, any at half the cost. Are you kidding me? These are superpowers at this point. Uh, and that, that doctor really broke the mold when he made these things. Oh, yeah. And, well, there's a story behind it where it actually killed... Um, I think there were 6,000 people living there and only like 1,300 were alive after they finally defeated his bugs. Yeah. Um, 
or maybe that was the riff side not not the i i forget anyway but uh so and this goes into the rest of the stuff that you'll you'll get for uh playing uh tmnt i'm not going to go into it and then there's a risk we're not going to look at this but uh so i'll let heathen dog just get an idea okay so they're dumb but look at that strength for riffs it's supernatural too isn't it um so no, yeah probably is yeah yeah i mean we're gonna look at a different bug for riffs and there's a reason for that but you get an idea so there you go. That is the after the bomb version of the. Uh, remember, this is an overview, not a deep dive. And I and I struggle with these, as I was saying on the Friday stream, that you know I, I don't have good conversation with this because I'm on kind of a time crunch. But uh, I hope that presented to you, dude. This book is amazing for being a 1992, I think it is book. This book is fantastic. Um, does it mean it's for every campaign? No, it's it's for a particular type of campaign out in space, and maybe you don't want to be out in space. That's fine. But if you do and you want to have a great survival and you want to have a, 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 a how do I say this? An expanse style. I keep saying that, but but it is. It really is kind of an expanse style game, although expanse is more civilized. Uh, you can't go wrong with mutants in orbit. Yeah. Uh, What's up chat? chat? Yeah. We have a weird guy who gave five bucks. Thank you very much. Uh, best elevator pitch for this book it is fallout but set in the solar system yes have fun with super mutant bugs on mars yeah you know i'm glad you didn't you know i, what, I know uh, i had to wait because i saw that last line uh, yeah yeah th thank you for not spoiling that oh but no, you know what weird guy that's a good five dollars right there because it is fallout but set in the solar so that is a great way to look at that yep. yes and next we have uh max has less note cards than biden and still can't keep them straight and everyone after that was like, oh, burn. Oh, I don't do politics in RPG Digest. So we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all for, oh, okay. the, uh, um, for the direct things that uh, that need to be said. Everyone else was talking to each other. Cool. All right. Well, hope you guys liked it. Let's, uh, I can't. Uh, next one is, oops, you got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so the next one is going to be the riff side of it. And yes, for the riffs, folks, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get some of your information from this video because I'm not gonna repeat a lot of it, uh, and that's because I have. Whole, can you see? There we go. A whole stack of note cards just for the riff side and what the differences are and whatnot. But I hope you like this. I really do think this is an excellent book. It is one of my favorite books, not just because it's for after the bomb, but it's uh, it's really well done for the type of adventures that I like. And you might be like, Hey, Max, I forgot to mention this. You didn't cover the two adventures that are in the book. You're right. And I'm not going to. There are two Why adventures in the book. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil the two adventures, but there are, it says an adventure and source book. Well, it's actually two adventures. So, uh, there you go. So I hope to see you in the next video. Oh, oh, I actually thought of this kind of. Nerdiogor says, awesome campaign idea. Players play bugs on Mars fighting an, an Exidix invasion. What 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 I was thinking is that uh uh all of the mutants in orbit are like, man, all those supernatural creatures that we we see through our telescopes and, and sensors and stuff on the planet, you know what they need? Mars bugs. Throw Mars bugs at Earth. So here's um I'm gonna give a little spoiler. I'll talk about it in the in the in the video when we get to it, but uh it actually talks about uh, Mars is accessible dimensionally. And it says, but be careful. 
because if those bugs come to earth <laughs> so that's, that's in this book yeah that's trouble when we're going to find out that trouble all right let's welcome to the second part of mutants in orbit the first video and yes riffs folks if you really want to know what's going on you are going to have to watch the first video because i'm not going to be repeating a lot of what was in that first one was about after the bomb because i'm an after the bomb guy i'm not a riffs guy in fact this is the first time i think i ever read the riffs portion of this book and i learned a lot from that and it'll be interesting because heathen dog is a riffs guy so uh he can correct and update and and help me along the way there but now we are going to talk about mutants in orbit Riff style, and what does that mean? Because wait a second, I thought you couldn't get to space in riffs. Well, we're gonna talk about that as well. Role playing games thrive in fantastic worlds and at inclusive tables that embrace these core values for the most positive gaming experience. Donate to the Wounded Warrior Project via the link in the description below to help honor and empower our wounded heroes. On Thursdays and Saturdays, watch Heathen Dog's Dirty Casuals play multiplayer video games over on Twitch. On Sundays and Fridays, join us for tabletop role-playing game content on both YouTube and Rumble. Finally, please take a quick moment to like this video and share it with both your friends and on social media. If you have not done so, please subscribe to Legion of Myth and activate that bell icon to receive notifications of new content. All right. <laughs> I just saw Elle's comment there. I have no idea. Dude, I have no, no, no. I have a start. I have a start. Oh, okay. Um, so before we, uh, before I dive into the, the riff stuff here, one of the things that I want to say is uh, mutants in orbit is actually written differently between the two sections, between the, the after the bomb section and the riff section after the bomb, I would say is more lore. You didn't see a lot of, stats or equipment and so forth right right well the rift side is kind of the opposite it pretty much says refer to the after the bomb lore but take these changes and then the rest of it is equipment bionics uh you know, the typical stuff that you'd expect from riffs uh so i thought that that was an interesting way there's definitely more gadgets for that and then i have a question for heathen dog okay. do you have this book first of all uh not the newest one no i have the old mutants in orbit or uh, yeah i have the old i don't one. think there is a different one no, no, the the old old the the pre riffs one, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. No, no, this book came out and I have first printing like right here. Oh. I have okay. first printing. It's ninety two. Well, I haven't read it because you know I don't I don't like anthropomorphic animals. You know right, I right. don't. So okay, so can you answer me this question without going too deeply into it? Okay. My understanding is that you can't. There is no rift space. I mean, there's the dimension stuff with phase world, but I mean, like around Earth. So. Yeah, like, like, well, how can you be, how can you use the same stuff? Because we're going to talk about the same things, like a station, the moon, Mars. How can you have that in Rifts? I thought that didn't exist. Well, during the uh, the Chaos Earth series, there there was all of these things. There was an initial uh, colonization of Mars. There was a fully functional moon base. There was a whole bunch of, of uh, space stations at Lagrange points that, that, were, that were established for decades when the rifts happened they were cut off from earth originally in the original 1990s version of rifts it was because uh all those stations blew up or disintegrated and it created a flak field around the earth that no man-made spacecraft could survive through but 
in the in the uh chaos earth one no it's just that no one went down there because it's bat crap crazy down there and then after that it became a law anyone trying to get to earth gets shot down everyone agreed and so every single station their main job is to is to create a dmz between the earth and space whatever's on the earth they do not want coming to them at all they don't want that they don't need that keep that crap you know, on you know the resource that that's in um book that would be the chaos earth main book okay okay so it says chaos earth the reason is is because while there are a couple of little minor discrepancies almost everything he said is in this book so there interesting uh, and we're going to talk about it. So there's the cover. There's our wonderful cover. Once again, if you missed the first video, we will look at this. It just talks about real quickly at the beginning. Hey, how does this book relate to Rifts after the bomb and even Heroes Unlimited? So uh, you don't need to do that. Uh, it's got after the bomb character creation, which we looked at. Well, now we're going to look at Rifts character creation. And I don't know if Ethan Lug's going to have to roll, but I bet you he does. Woohoo! Uh, so I, I want a, another super rat. Another super rat? Well... Okay, so let's start off. So you do your normal steps one through seven. All right, no big deal there. Rounding out one character. So got, you have human mutations now. Okay, you human mutant. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and roll. All right. 35. 35. Mutant with psychic powers. All right. All, All right. right. So go ahead and roll. Master Z. Okay. Roll again. Rolling again. 58. 58 major psionics select a total of 1d4 plus six powers from any of the psionic categories except super or two super psionic powers wow add 1d6 times 10 isp so uh, uh, was it internal strength points uh to the usual number no new powers are gained with experience but powers and isp increase with experience growth. so you're stuck with those powers you're not gonna gain any more but hey you rolled this up as a mutation not even as a class right right this is just this is like icing so if you watch the After the Bomb video, when I said there that the characters kind of became superheroes, well, guess what? If you want to roll a super-powered Rifts character, aren't they already? Uh, come, to, come to outer space, buddy. All right. Uh, unusual mutant characteristic table. We'll take a look at that in a moment. Super ability. Oh, you didn't roll super ability. All right. So once again, we have uh, the skills. We looked at these in the last uh, episodes. So we're not going to look at them again. Ones Let's with stars are new. The ones with plus signs means they are also uh can be can be selected with uh, secondary skills yes and i didn't write the page number for this because i'm an idiot so i'm just guessing okay that's uh there we go hey look at that. that's pretty good <laughs> so rifts space uh again i was kind of thrown off with this because i didn't know what heathen Doug just said about uh about rifts in space I, i'd always heard that rift spaces you you can't get to it like just verboten Yes. Don't even look at it. So let's let's take a look here. What lies beyond the blue skies of Rift's Earth remains a mystery for those bound on the planet. No known satellite, space shuttles, or probe has ever been able to penetrate the veil of the atmosphere and enter orbit. All attempts, that's a pretty definitive word, by the way, the word all, which is going to be it's gonna it's gonna be rescinded later. Uh, attempts have met with failure. And then it talks about popular again, you Rifts folks know more about that than I do. So uh, remember when we talked about the flash and that yep. was a nuclear bomb? Yeah, this one is the coming of the rifts. Yeah. This one is the coming of the rifts, right. So in the world of rifts, the flash was not a massive nuclear exchange, but the coming of the rifts. Instead of missiles, the eruption of the ley line sent bolts of mystical energy lashing into space, destroying satellites and ravaging the larger space stations. The rifts sent 
shock waves throughout the solar system, causing a cosmic disturbance. Solar flare activity increased a hundredfold, and even Mars base felt the tremors when the solar system shuddered. In the in the Chaos Earth, it actually it actually has a, a listed damage for the space stations for moon base and Mars took the least cause it's furthest away, but it still took some. I bet you a lot of chaos earth was based on what was written in this book for, especially with what you said at the beginning of the segment. Um, so the people in space saw that earth was destroying itself. They're like, well, that is weird. Blue lights all over the place. Monsters popping in. We don't want any of that crap out here. So uh, yeah, any who tried to uh, had and any who tried to head back to earth died. They perished. They didn't make it. We'll get to more on that later. So now the current year is 2387, or if you're a coalition weirdo, 101 PA. Now, it has moved on. What were they in 109 or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Technically now, I think you're supposed to start at 109 or 119 or some other nonsense like that. Well, this book was written for, you know, back in Original. 1992, so it's 101 PA. Uh, and the orbital unity has grown. I said unity. I community has grown. Unlike the after the bomb version, where it's a small number, this has grown. However, there is no unity, is what I meant to say. So let's look at uh, fifty-seven. This is what you're going to see a lot in this rift segment versus the Heroes Unlimited. Say, hey, where's my uh, slider? Okay, is you're going to see me use a lot, uh, go through a lot of bullet points. Not going to read them all. All right, but just to show that there are differences between the after the bomb version. And the Rift version, so you want to increase the population by three times, double the numbers of spacecraft. The population is mostly human, though there are some mutants. And we can scroll down and see more and more. So the general idea, the general concept of what the, the stations and what space was for the write-ups from after the bomb are the same for Rift, but there are these changes. Oh, oh, the second to last bullet point's pretty important. Yep, that is, a, that is an important one. <laughs> the large colonies, except the outcasts, are participants in the containment of planet Earth. That's actually something I'm going to get to later. And the immediate destruction of aliens and monsters. The outcast station is one of the few havens for Earthlings and aliens alike. I will get to that later, though. But yes, that, that, that containment answers a lot of those things that we were talking about before. So let's just dive right into it. We talked about Freedom Station before. What is different about Freedom Station now? Uh, it says, Freedom Station is one of the richest, boldest, and independent of the orbital stations. As described in the After the Bomb section, this station is a democracy that generally welcomes and associates with freebooters and other independents. All right. It is ruled by the Kale. Oh, well, it's not ruled. Sorry. It, 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 KLS Corporation controls about 35% of the manufacturing and economy and 75% of the defense and weapon systems. I don't know who KLS Corporation is, but for Rift's folks, you, you might know. They are obsessed with defeating, beating, whatever, Cyberworks, the Cyberworks Network, uh, also known as the Can Republic. Cyberworks Air on the moon, right? Yeah, Cyberworks yes. has an installation on the moon, right? Yes, and we're going to definitely talk about that. Uh, I forget what it stands for. It's like Cyberworks Aerospace Something Republic is what they're called. The Can, they, the can Republic. They have an Archie variant there. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> um, so K KLS and its leaders are, uh, are uh, aberrant uh, with their own 
twisted code of ethics and morality. Wow, I cannot write with that pen, whatever it was. And it says, look over the bullet points on page 58. Yes, yeah, like I said, we're going to be looking over a lot of bullet points. Almost all of these say look over bullet points. So Freedom Station, Rift's Modifications, the After the Bomb description. So again, we're not going to read them all. But uh, everybody speaks now. This is important in a Rift's world. So uh, all speak American English. 50% also speak Euro Technocan. Uh, common OCCs in here. City rats, glitter boy pilots, scientists, scholars, et cetera, et cetera. Freedom stations cable, full cybernetic implants and partial bionic reconstruction. The latter's costly and rarely performed. So it's, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, um, Rifts or, or Palladium uses the term cybernetics and bionics not interchangeably like most people think cybernetics and he not correct me if i'm wrong generally are mundane stuff while bionics are mostly combat stuff or did i have that backward civilian grade and military grade okay. basically uh Kalos corporation we already talked about that they've got glitter boys we're going to look at those in a little later and then uh yeah glitter boys glitter boys rivalry and hatred between freedom station in general KLS corporation in particular and with the moon colony is ever growing all right, let's move on to Lyca Station. Remember when they were Russians? Well, they're still Russians. It's oh. the new Russian Commonwealth because we use Rift's terms now. Believe it or not, it is peaceful and isolationist. No kidding. Massive manufacturing facilities, which, which is the same. Remember, most of these things are going to be the same as the after the bomb. They're just putting it in a Rift's context. So massive manufacturing facilities and uh, processing. They can build, repair, overhaul spaceships. Uh, because the Russians, if you remember me reading this in the After the Bomb version, there's a bigger concept of this, but they don't trust non-humans and independents. So, and looking over the bullet points again, I'll speak Russian and Euro. Uh, the Leica station of Rift's orbit is three times larger. 90% human and 10% animals. So, common OCCs, operator, city rat, scientists. Uh, like a station is only basic cybernetics and medical facilities and trades with Euro for cybernetics, bionics, and medical items. Okay. He does an old style glitter boys who cares suspicion and fear about freedom stations perpetuated by the moon colony. <laughs> so we're going back to Russia versus, or sorry, Soviet Union versus United States here. Freedom station being U S and Canada. Well, here it's, you know, uh, what, what do you call it? And just North America. Yeah. Um, uh, so that has, uh, that's brought back up. And it's because of the, the Moonanites. All right, moving on to Eurostation. This is the European conglomerate. And just like the Afterbomb one, but even more so, everyone hates everybody here. It's, oh. it's, I don't know how they haven't blown up the station. Probably because they realize that that might be the one thing not, uh, that they shouldn't do. But the German, British, and French are secretly planning for a war. But that is a long time off. But it, it actually specifically says in here it's a long time off. Yeah, but they're of planning. Course. I mean, war in space, you have to take so many precautions and and uh, and so many uh, safety measures to make sure that your victory is not Pyrrhic, which it can be easily, easily with one wrong move, that it is all but crazy to go an all out shooting war if you live in the same place that the people you're shooting live in. That's dumb. Like the After the Bomb version, uh, it has advanced medical and science, and it possesses tech for juicers, crazies, and Borgs. And we're going to look at that because they're actually, I think they call them advanced juicers or something in here. Uh, oh, yeah, it says read advanced juicers. Okay, <laughs> advanced juicers. 
live twice as long, three times longer in zero gravity without suffering from decompression sickness, nor the muscle atrophy and molecular alteration from pro prolonged exposure to zero gravity. However, reduce the juicer's speed and reflex bonuses by half. What was that? That makes sense. I mean, uh, with, with their constant healing factor and all of their augmentations, constantly refilling uh, the strength of the muscles and the calcium in their bones. Yeah, okay. I get it. We'll look at the crazies. Again, you can read more information either because it's on the screen, you pause it, or just get the book, man. Get the book. Advanced crazies. Reduced heightened reflex, physical prowess, and senses... A sense uh, and senses bonuses by half, but still keeps the additional melee attack. Check this out, though. Physical strength and STC bonuses, oh, not this one, uh, are also reduced by half, 1d4 and 2d4. But improved crazy is impervious to psionic mental attacks, including empathy, telepathy, and even biomanipulation, mind-altering drugs, and magic illusions. Their brain is just a locked box. I will take that. Honestly, I will take that. What, I, I have to have some smaller bonuses, but I'm immune? To a psionic mental attacks, mind-altering drugs, and magic illusions, I'm in. <laughs> so, and it talked about mutant animals and so forth. We're not going to cover that. All right. So, what happens with Eurostation that's different? I'll speak Euro and native tongue. Also, 70% speak English and trash can. Eurostation is three times... Oh, the, by the way, when it says uh, the Eurostation of Rift's orbit is three times larger, they're talking population there. I should have said that last. It's not that the orbit is longer. It's that the population... No, no. It's that the station's bigger to accommodate yeah. more, the more people. Okay, fine. Right. Community is 85% human, 15% other, et cetera, et cetera. Is, you know, whatever. Um, the Eurostation Rift has a means of maintaining orbit other than its giant solar sail. Nor, it's, nor is it entirely dependent on the solar power it supplies. That's it, by the way. That's its currency. I, I probably should have said that for uh, after the bomb as well. Its currency is power. Yeah, I think so I did you, say you there. You said that they had the most power of all the yeah. stations. So I imagine they make money off that. So. Yeah, they have, they have nuclear power plants. Uh, common OCC, City Rats, Cyberdeck, Scientists, Juicers, Crazies, Operators, Mutant, uh, mutant Mind Melters, Psychics. Wow. Uh, vagabonds, Borns, et cetera, et cetera. Magic is not known. Euro okay. has full cybernetic and bionic capabilities. We already talked about that. And rivalry, envy, and hatred exists toward the moon colony and freedom states. It's the only thing that these folks agree on. They hate themselves. The Brits hate the French. The French hate the, the, uh, the Danish. Uh, okay, the Germans. Uh, but they all hate the moon. Okay. Is this the one that said it, or did I miss it from German Scandinavians? Um... Uh, they have made a secret. Okay, I don't know if it's after the bomb version. I'm not going to read all this right now. You can pause it if you want to. Um, it's either the after the bomb version or it's this version where the French are actually in the most control. Go figure. <laughs> and now we go to Outcast Station. What was Outcast Station before? It was it was the the land of misfit people. Right. The nihilist metas are, are still the most impoverished, unwanted, and frightening collection of mutants and refugees in this zone. Well, okay. Rifts didn't change that much. Nope. They sell the services mostly as and to freebooters. The space... Uh, where is it? Okay, that isn't what I wanted to read. They, they Basically, they're the only ones with superpowers. They actually sell out their abilities because of superpowers. Every one of these dudes has a superpower. Neat. Or, I'm sorry, 90%. 90%. Here we go. Uh, the one true resource of mutants of Outcast Station have to offer is the superhuman powers. Over 90% of the station, or nation's population possess some sort of extraordinary power or ability. Education skills are terrible, illiteracy is pervasive, and OCCs are limited. But 
they've got sewer. So if you need a bloodhound, if you need somebody to put up a, a, a force field, if you need somebody, just the insert superpower here that can do that thing. You can go shopping. You can go shopping. Yep. We'll speak American outcast station of resort against three times large. That, that was at the beginning. Anyway, population 33% are psychic. 33% have random super abilities and 33% are hideously deformed. <laughs> mutant geniuses 33 yeah, percent of the people got the fuzzy end of this lollipop it's like um what was the name in uh in uh oh that arnold schwarzenegger mars movie um oh my god i cannot think of a uh, total recall yeah you're, you're like that crazy deformed uh, genius there oh, uh i forget the, or... yeah yeah i forget i forget the thing's I forget name the, i forget his name but yeah 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 Master Blaster. Um, anyway, 20% of over, overall population are enhanced with Bioware on top of that. So, common OCCs, Vagabonds. Let's look at the less common. Or, so, no, Vagabond City Rats, Psychics, Mind Melters, Bursters, and Wilderness Space Scouts. But less common ones are Headhunters, Borgs, Operators, you know, Scientists. Because you know what? You could probably do your mad science science here without anybody caring too much yeah, no one's gonna care man oh 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 look you, you want to do experiments on L little jimmy with half a head and five arms okay C can you make him into a real boy that would be great probably not but we can make him into a metal boy is that okay for you that's better than this um the only semi-ally is freedom station because freedom station is pretty open-minded about stuff but that's just semi everybody again you might be okay with talking with the misfit toys or or uh the the mutants from uh the sewers or buying their services for a short period of time but you don't but really you still want them to stay there <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. you you have your place i have mine uh we're th th this this uh this is not a long-term uh relationship little short bursts here and there by the way if you're a db guess where you live Oh, you live here. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, suspicion, fear about outcast station is perpetuated by the moon colony. What is it with Again, the moon? Nights, man? The freaking moon, man. They they make everyone hate everyone. What is that all about? Freedom station doesn't believe the hype, but is wary of them and keeps contact to a minimum. So and the outcasts are the only large space colony that do not participate in the confinement of Earth. Again, that would become important in a little bit. Rift's graveyard. This is all genosis is just all bullet points. So there's only a few of them there. I'm going to skip them. Get the book. Uh, oh, the rips into I want to know about the moon. Goddamn moon nights. What, what is wrong with you, man? Before we can talk about the moon, we have to talk about the containment of Earth. All right. All right. Fine. Uh, let me actually. Okay. So basically, Earth sucks, right? Yep. You have monsters. Well, from an observer, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. From looking from, looking from above, because they really are. You have monsters, dimensional doorways, aliens, strange powers, all types of weird stuff going on. There. So they're like, you know what? No, <laughs> you keep that. We, we don't want any of that. So the stations maintain a counter orbit debris field of which 90% of anything is destroyed. Do you notice that it said all before and now it says 90%? Well, no, it just said debris field kills 90% of it. So to achieve this, the counter orbit debris ring is constantly maintained. 90% of anything that enters the area of effect is destroyed. As further sickness. Yeah, scores of killer satellites have been. I, I wasn't going to read all this, but the, but the point is, before it said you know, everything, and then here it says ninety percent. So there's a little wiggle room in there if you really, really, really have to make your Earthbound character go into space. Not a good idea, by the way, no. No. because you are going to suffer lots of detrimental effects unless it is just a one mission thing, which I think was why that wiggle room is there. You either want to play in space or you want to play on Earth. That is my suggestion for you. All right, let, let's, give, let's give Heathen Dog, finally let him learn about the moon. 
Okay, I am I am hoping that the reason that they are also the the moon is so isolationist and xenophobic and and hate filled is be, is because their Archie computer is now turned into friend computer. I'm hoping. Well, it's the Cyberworks Aerospace Network. That's what it is Republic, the CAN network. It has a hundred thousand inhabitants. Oh yeah, the that's a lot. Yeah. It Compared. is the highest tech by far. I think it was said by 50 years or something like that of anybody else in the system. So yep. good luck. They'd have to gang up on, on Cyberworks, and then it probably still wouldn't be worth it. And what's Archie on Earth? Archie 3, right? Yep, this one's Archie 7. Archie 7, a much more sophisticated version of Archie than Archie 3. Uh, it says, uh, reads page 62, first hand of trouble. I can do that. Uh, where is the first? Oh, the first hand of trouble. Oh, there it is. So, you want to know what's going on? The first hint of trouble started with the Can Republic's declaration of the entire moon was its territory and its sole property. Uh, in the After the Bomb version, there's a little bit more like, hey, you know, we have this area, but it's like Antarctica. If you got stuff to do, as long as you're not blowing things up, you, you know, the moon's here for you. Here, uh, Cyberworks is like, no. <laughs> this, is, this is our, we own the moon. Can't own the moon. Yes, I can. Uh settlement of the moon became off limits and for a brief decade off limits as a mineral resource to other orbital nations a new can republic administration corrected this tumultuous policy when it passed a resolution designating a small portion of the moon on the far side and a great distance away from the moon colony as neutral territory that all nations and the ever-increasing number of independents could mine for its natural resources the only condition was that no permanent settlements of any kind be established so basically the moon is still ours you can rent out an embassy nor could people settle any portion of the surface. As you can probably understand, the others really didn't like that. Because remember, they're stuck on space stations. They might want yeah. options. They don't have options. Nope. So again, you want to read more about this, Cyberworks and its bots, Archie 7. You can definitely read more about uh, Archie. By the way, Archie is not a hat. Archie is a true AI in this version. Has no human interface. So, but the main defense, now we're going to start talking about a lot of stuff and stuff and stuff because this Rift's version really includes so much stuff. The main defense are the virtual reality defense system, these verds, right? Where basically, you ever see that Stargate episode where they sit in the pods and they control the planes on, on that planet? Yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of what you're doing here. Uh it says, read this description. Okay. The virtual reality robot defense system enables a human pilot to control and direct a robot counterpart without being inside of it or using conventional remote control. The human operator pilots the robot by donning a Verge control suit. The lightweight combat suit is an exoskeleton composed of thousands of microcircuits and electrodes. Every portion of the human body is covered. Gloves cover the hands, the helmet, the head, the arms, legs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Once the suit is engaged, the robot oper and operator are linked. That sounds great, doesn't it? Sounds so far, yeah. Dude. It's a, it has a thousand mile range. I mean, that's crazy talk, right? I mean, it's got a lot of good stuff there. There it is, thousand mile range. Uh, there's safety features built into it so you can't die. But <laughs> there are some dangers. There are some dangers. There are some side effects. The first one's called the Verd's Rush. It basically turns you into an adrenaline junkie. He calls it an adventure junkie, but it's really an adrenaline junkie. Uh, you, you've got to, you, you're as a character, you've got to just go find the next thing, and you can cause problems for the people around you as you like, you're driving like a freak, you know, just trying to get that rush. Or you bring your friends, like, hey, let's go out for something to eat, and then you kind of find out that you're, you know, you're getting what's the, uh, the puffer fish. You're all fishing for your own puffer fish, and have to, you know, fillet them on your own and hope you don't die. You know, 
you get what I'm saying. Like the whole thing is just like got to have got to have this adrenaline rush. Now there are drugs and there's there's psychotherapy that can help you through this, but you will have to do that. But that's not the bad one. The bad really? one here. No, no, that's not the bad one. Okay. The bad one is uh, where is it? Uh, the Verd schizoid. Yeah, there you oh, go. That sounds worse. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, this basically you're hooked on the excitement, but now you also can't distinguish reality from fantasy. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, where is it? There's a great not paragraph, but there's a. Uh, the schizoid tends to be more reckless, uncontrollable. If I oh, where is it? There's it talked about somebody here that. Uh, Okay, the schizoid is far more likely to hurt others, use deadly force, take unbelievable chances, and be totally crazy, particularly during manic episodes. Okay, I can't see it here, and I'm not going to go looking for it, but it talked about somebody, I think it said that, uh, went on a, a mass murder spree. I just didn't think it was real. He was just playing a video game, man. Okay. Uh, read page 65. Weaknesses. All right, let's look at this. Do, 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 do. This, uh, okay, so this is uh, just talking about the cyberworks on the moon. I thought that this weakness, because it talks about how powerful the moon is through all this, right? Well, what's what's the issue with it, though? The Canada Republic has only three environmental shortcomings. It has to acquire water from off-world, having to rely on outside sources. So you pro they're going to be hiring some freebooters who also may be working for some other people, right? It operates an ice mine on the Martian moon Deimos and occasionally mines the asteroid in Mars polar cap. has inferior manufacturing. It has all this great tech the best tech by far, but like a station still produces better. Mm. Or let me phrase it produces. It can produce. There we go. That, that's how I should say it. So uh, trades with like a station who has fabulous shipbuilding facilities and its people can never return to earth because their bodies have permanently adapted to zero gravity. Remember the space stations keep a one G to the best of their ability. Moon does not. Well, it can't. Right. Well, I'm going to spin the moon faster to make... No, dude, <laughs> shut up. You can't do that. <laughs> now, this one, you guys who, who actually play Rifts, probably it makes sense to you. This surprised me. There are ley lines on the moon. See, that surprised me too, because initially, uh, years ago, I thought that uh, the Rifts were connected to planets with some kind of life, like there. You know, kind of like the Force type thing, right? But apparently not. So there are um, there are a bunch of ley lines, but there are nine nexuses. Uh, That's on not the a lot compared to the Earth, but it's still significant. It's, yeah, it's the oh, the Mar Mars has well doesn't even say a number. Mars just has a lot. Okay, so talking about Mars, we're not going to read this history of the canals of Mars. Okay, uh, this goes back in time, talks about some stuff from the eighteen hundreds, uh, but it sets you up for what's going on with Mars as far as like the ley lines. Wow, dude, Mars in the Rift version is way different than the uh, than the the after the bomb version. The only thing that you can count on being the same is Bug Boy still existed. Oh Damn yeah, it. Bug Boy still did his thing. And oh wow, it actually tells me to read the first paragraph of the Canals of Mars. Why? Why did I want to read this? Um, when ley lines erupted on Earth, they sent a shockwave of PPE energy throughout the solar system. Even Mars base felt the tremor of the eruptions before word had reached them of the Holocaust on Earth. Okay, there's a little historical content there. Because um, I was really interested, honestly, I was, in like, wow, I thought ley lines were just an Earth thing. Uh, apparently I'm wrong. So uh, ley lines plus terraforming equals a lush tropical uh can't read oh forested and rolling grasslands over thousands of square miles that is something that makes sense. 
that actually something. makes sense. Yep. But it's totally different than the after the bomb version. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, remember in the after the bomb version, the air's a little moist. Like okay. <laughs> well, right, but but they just started terraforming, then the flash happened. Well, in rifts, yeah. they just started terraforming. The flash happens, but now you have ley line involvement. Mm-hmm. And uh, when 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 you mix magic with uh with uh, um, a changing ecosystem, it gets weird. So they uh, giant sentient semi intelligent bugs rule Mars. Matter of fact, he has this uh, this paragraph in here. I don't know if it's in the bug section or where it is, but he has this paragraph where he talks about yes, the bugs are stupid, but they're not retarded. Okay, what that means is they're going to fight instinctually. If a bug is about to die, it's going to leave. If a if a if a lot of bugs start to die, they're going to look at them. This is a bad idea. Let's go think of something else to do. They might not be fast on the processing, but they're not just going to be like, "Oh, we're bug, we're dumb, we're just going to die, 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 die." No, they don't do that. Okay, he has an important paragraph. I thought it was an important paragraph about that. Yeah, I mean, all bugs are like that unless you're attacking the hive. You know, if you're attacking their home, they're not going to stop because they know if if you successfully kill their home, they're going to die anyway. So what's the point? Let's read this note. If the ley line nexuses allow people to travel to Mars, it also means that a dimensional portal can be created to let mutant insects onto Earth. Sure. And other worlds. Don't do that. This could have dangerous consequences if the giants ever proliferated on Earth. One of the things I didn't really talk too much about with the after the bomb size. Remember when we talked about that the ants were size level 14? Mm-hmm. Humans are around size level 9 and 10. They're bigger. Okay. okay. Um, and we'll actually look at a wrist bug in a little bit. The only good thing about the being bugs is that they will instinctively see the Zytosis as a rival insect predator and attack them. That is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. That that is that is the dumbest sentence ever heard in my life. That uh, it's it's the whole idea that uh, you you have a mouse in your vents, so you send in a cat. Well, now 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 the now the cat's stuck in there. You send in a dog. The dog's stuck in there. You send, it's it's like that. If 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 you put Mars bugs on Earth to get rid of the exitics, one of them is going to win, and they're going to be stronger. And now you got a new problem. Theoretically, they don't necessarily have to be stronger, especially if these bugs win, because it depends on how they get there. Now, if they have an open conduit, well, there's still only limited numbers, but yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. But if just a large enough force goes there and attacks a six, that could be a good way of reducing Zytosic numbers. Yeah, in the short term, yes, it will. But they are, by definition, an invasive species for the Earth. They're going to wreak havoc with... Just send the mechanoids that way. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like... <laughs> Uh, kind of like mechanoids in that way yes i mean you are all alien to each other you can't coexist you're from a different place different time different thought process that's a bad idea well hey the last sentence zitisics will harbor similar feelings about the mutant insects but the, but the point that i was reading here is, is is it gives you that warning like try not to bring the bugs back please we don't want them here do not bring what is that the 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 killer bee whatever it is or whatever the heck is, is killing all the good bees or hornet yeah, murder hornets. Don't don't bring them, please. Keep them yeah. back in Japan where they belong. Yeah. yeah. Good plan. Good so, um, not going to read uh, anything more about Mars and the Moon. I just want to say that uh, Mars is way more inhabited. It's it's bigger. It's got much it more lush. Have people on it rather uh, than in the, ooh, after the bomb. I didn't write that down, and I don't remember off the top of my head. Um. Because it, it sounds like it can support actual life without domes for the most part. It sounds like it. No, I think because it doesn't say anything different here. I guess no, there'd still be no people. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, I would have wrote it down if there were people. I'm pretty sure because that's a big, pretty big change. 
Yeah. Anyways, the lines of a number to 100. Okay. Thanks to Dr. Walters, you know, same guy. Giant semi-intelligent insects rule the planet. They numbered in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Remember it was 15,000 before? Yeah. Now it's hundreds of thousands. Hundreds yeah. of thousands. Yeah. With ant and beetles found everywhere except most in hospital area. Yeah. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing people. Hmm. All right. So again, not going to, you guys, if you know riffs and love riffs and, and play riffs, a lot of this stuff, I mean, I could easily, we could sit and look over every robot or whatever here. We're not going to do that, but I am going to page through this stuff and we can talk about how much this book, remember there is not the only thing at the end of the, uh, the, the after bomb section were bugs. You people who play riffs. Now you get to look at robots and glitter boys, old style, Mark three glitter boys, old style, Mark four glitter boys. And if you really want me to stop on something, I can. New style Mark V. Um, there's a picture of a glitter boy. Space boy. Space boy. <laughs> Glittering space boy. Cyberworks. Cyberworks has got can hard suit power armor. Oh, yeah. And look at all these MDCs, man. Just the shoulders. This is a diesel punk game. Because when the shoulders have more MDC than anything oh, else. Oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> giant, giant shoulder armor. Come on, man. I hate that stuff. Uh, the wrist triangle creates pockets of full oxygen and water. Yeah, weird guy. No, I, I'm not getting into all that. Yes, there's like a Bermuda Triangle uh, on Mars. Yes. But uh, I, I appreciate that for the folks in chat, but it's not that I skipped it. I only have so much time here. And if you want to know more about Mars... You, if you want to, you can go ahead and put that on the screen, Heath Dog. You know what, what he's saying. Okay. Weird samurai battle armor. Um, anyway, you, you look at all this stuff, and it comes with art. Why didn't we get this on the after the bomb side, Kevin? <laughs> Steel <laughs> dragon. Um, look at that. That's crazy looking. I want to drive it. Is that a Borg or is that a vehicle? It, this looks like a Robotech officer battle pod gun. It does a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, from the look of that, and it's it's a lot of human attributes. I think that is a full conversion board thing. Is it? Well, it's uh, I, it, it, from what the look it is. I don't know. The Steel Dragon is the latest creation of Cyberworks, having only been in production for about a year. It's a giant all-terrain, all-environment super tank with large array of devastating oh, weapons. Okay. All right, no, they, they just want to make it very, very stylized for some reason. Okay, whatever. Um, like a station has its own. It's probably going to look much more Russian. Here's some spaceships. Now they only got a couple in here, but still. Those are too alien looking. I'm sorry. I don't I don't like that. Way I mean, way too alien Riffs looking. Riffs is alien looking. <laughs> way too alien looking. No, I mean that it's all Earth all the time. It should be like Babylon 5 looking ships or stuff like that. Not not this sleek. Though those look like Katani ships and they are they are <laughs> like monkey alien nonsense. So no, no, no. I don't like that. Not going to spend a lot of time in here, but look at this. You can design your That's own spaceship. So, well, no, it, it's a little better, but they, they made a mistake and then made you try and fix it. <laughs> well, but no, the, the point is, like, if you want to really have your campaign in space and add more to it, and it doesn't matter if it's after the bomb or if it's rifts. Uh, so armor, are you going to need armor like this in rifts? Probably not because it's SDC. Mm -hmm. um, I thought I saw when I was paging through it the other day, I thought I saw MDC versions of this as well. Oh, no, no. It says at the beginning you can easily convert it to MDC by just changing yeah. the number to MDC. That's right. One that's to one. what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's what it was. It was one to one. Weapon systems. Oh, there we go. Look, it's just you can build your ship and it has enough stuff in here. Now, of course, you can also use Aliens Unlimited. 
other spacecraft uh, features uh all satellites of, with the with the uh killer orbital killer yep. satellites satellites as weapon old kinetic kill rocket oh i like old kinetic oh old kinetic kill rocket out there he's a <laughs> I don't know, those the, the, theoretically they are amazingly effective rail gun look at that rail gun man jesus what are you That's shooting a <laughs> right particle beams it got new weapons in here too in case you know there you go missile launcher special weapons this is just you know, stuff you can add to your rifts and or heroes unlimited game i'm oh, not sorry not here rifts 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 uh chemical laser rail gun jet pistols hardware okay now we're talking uh, oxygen packs magnetic shoes things you're gonna need in space sure sure oh bioware bioware is what space calls call cybernetic and bio uh bio Oh my god, I cannot talk. Bionic augmentation and implants. Rift's note, all Bioware items can be added to Rift Cybernetics. Artificial eyes, tool hands, you gotta be able to fix stuff. You know what? I bet you the Borg without weapons, but has the Swiss Army hand of yeah. tools, is going to actually be in high demand. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, well, who do you want? Who do you want to hire? Oh, I, I want to hire Edward Screwdriver hands. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. So, L, the reason why I'm skipping it is because this is an overview. This is I want you to know that it's here, but it's up to you to get to get the book. I, I get what you're saying. I probably could have covered it more in Coriolis, but Coriolis, I was getting stuff in the background where people were saying, hey, you know, this is getting old. Can you move on to the next game? Um, so but I could always do a video on it. There you go. Um, there are two adventures in here. One is called Snowjack. The other one is called uh cold war they're both for after the bomb but they can easily be converted to riffs in fact kevin talks about that quite extensively but i don't want to talk about those i don't like talking about adventures because adventures i spoil them then and i don't want to spoil them i want you to play them this book yeah. is amazing this book is freaking it, seriously it is so, for 112 pages it is so dense like weird guys already correcting me in chat for all the things that i that i skipped yeah i skipped it because i only had so much time i don't even know how long these segments are but this book is dense and i'm going to tell you if you have any i will tell you anybody that uses aliens unlimited but still but wants to stay a little closer to home your this book is for you anybody who plays after the bomb but wants but wants to go into space wants to do your pigs in space <laughs> adventure um this book is for you anybody who does riffs and wants to play around with dimensional travel or or uh phase world but wants to keep it a little closer to home guess what this book's for you and Heathen Dog could probably come up with even more ideas for riffs that you can utilize yeah. with this. This book is for you. Yep. So right, what do we got for comments? Up. And It's like right here. Uh, L says, are the bugs DBs? Technically, no. Technically, no. Because a dimensional being, according to common parlance on Earth, is someone from a rift. They are not. They're from the same dimension. They were created and made and bred and grown in this dimension. So technically, not DBs. Okay, and Nerdy Ogre comes in. Heathen Dog. Hey, uh, you see that dumpster fire? It needs gasoline. I what was forget, that about? I, I forget what he was talking about. I just thought it was fun. Because, you know, I love dumpster fires that need gasoline. Let's see. Uh, oops. Sorry. Uh, ley lines block space travel. HD said that during initial riffs, right? I don't recall saying that. Uh, in, in the initial riffs book in the 1992 version, uh, it just said that there's a debris field. You can't, you can't do anything. If there, there may, there may be killer satellites. We don't know. Just stay out of space, stupid. 
So there is a portion in here. I skipped it because, again, doing an overview. Yep. Let me see if I can find it. Um, so space. Da, 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 da. So it says here another theory. Okay. So th remember, this book was written in 1992. This is uh, how many world books were out by then? One, two? Who knows? Yep. Um, the two most popular theories are pre-Rift's killer satellites disguised or otherwise beyond normal means of detection, destroying anything that enters orbit. The other theory is a ring of debris in counter orbit shreds any object that tries to pass through it. How about if both are true? Another theory gaining popularity is that dimensional vortex envelops the planet. Anything that enters the orbit is slingshot into another dimension. Uh, the, the point is I skipped that section, but there were theories out there. You know what I like, though? I love it when the book says that and then doesn't give the reality because then the game master can do whatever he wants. Now, this exactly. one. Still kind of does that. I mean, it, yes, it does yeah. talk about the debris field. And so debris and field talk, talks about killer satellites. Yeah. It talks but about all that stuff. You could still treat it how you want, you know, a, as the game master. I like the fact that there are theories out there, but nobody exactly knows what it is. So it could be, it could have been ley lines, you know? Yeah. Then we got uh, Flaley says, uh, if you go with the belief the moon split off the earth, it'd be a stretch, but enough of a plot hook. Uh, what was that in direct I, regard? Damn it, to? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember starring this. I didn't start. Okay. By the way, I want to thank Flady again. He keeps using our comic book uh, channel on Discord. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. And we got uh, Nerdy Ogre. Would Armor of Ithan protect you from the vacuum of space? I would say no. The reason being is because in Armor of Ithan, do you have to hold your breath while it's on? No. That means it's gas permeable. You're going to die. There you go. I don't, know, I don't know what else to tell you, but uh, if if uh, if air can get through it, if fresh air can get in, that means fresh air can get out. Now, of course, it is magic. Maybe it keeps it in, but you're not generating more oxygen. You have enough oxygen, be the one inch between your skin and your body. So how long is that going to last you? Not a long time. It, it might be impervious to radiation. It might be, but it's not impervious to heat and cold, which is another problem especially in space. So yeah, I think armor of Ithin would not help you significantly. Okay. I start a couple after that one. Okay. Uh, this book can be its own game system after the bomb or rips is just icing on the cake. Well, you, you yep. need uh, another book with this book. Yeah. Right? To do, to do character creation. Yes. To do character creation, do all that stuff. If you take the, after the bomb uh, original, you still need, uh, what you you still you still need another book, uh, Heroes Unlimited or something like that. With yeah. the with the Rifts version, you need the main Rifts book. To yeah, because it doesn't doesn't book. tell you about. It just says roll your eight attributes as normal and so forth. So you'd still yeah you. But exactly. but yes. the point is is he's right because when I was in Germany, uh, I started to actually do that. I used uh, this book was the core guide. There are some things. I personally didn't like, not about the book, but for something that I was looking for. It had nothing to do with the book being, because I wasn't running in this universe. I was trying to use it for a generic space campaign. Sure. Um, so, and it didn't didn't work around. Matter of fact, do you remember when I, we had our first discussion about why is computer system different in Heroes Unlimited versus Rifts and so forth? Yeah. It was because I was doing the research in this book at that time. Mm. So, um, but outside of that, if you're using it for what it's written for, riffs are after the bomb. Yeah, you would still need the the core book to create a character. But this book has all. It's a small book, man. But Jesus is dense. Yeah. And we got one more. The one you put in there. There's a riffs in space source books. It's a little bit of the debris field theory. A little bit of the space glitter boys blowing everything up. <laughs> yeah, space glitter boys. Space glitter boys. Yeah. Uh, in 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 this one, it's debris field satellites. 
and uh, and all of the space stations, every ever actually everyone except I think the moon and the outcast uh, actively participate in the blockading of Earth by any means necessary. Yeah, they're like, we don't want this crap up here. No, they don't realize no, that no, it no, can no. come up there anyway. But, you know, screw it. We don't want this crap up here. There's a lot down there. Maybe, you know, Earth is that, was it in rifts? Isn't it it's like the nexus or some kind? Like it is the center of the universe when it comes to dimensional theory, so to speak. Uh, it's all, it's all, hey, look, look, man. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. We got a bunch of chat going on trying to correct yeah. us on stuff right now. But, but we appreciate that. We appreciate when people step up as long as you're not, you guys are idiots, you know? Yeah, because we are getting to it. So um, it's all good. You know, Weird Guy's comment was right on. I just, I don't have the time to cover everything. So with that in mind, um, please like, subscribe, share. And if you're the one person watching on Twitch, I never put Twitch stuff up. Follow. <laughs> There you go. No, I pre appreciate everybody being here. I hope you like this. I hope you liked uh, that. Uh, you know, I split up between after the bomb and riffs. I hope you liked that. It was an overview. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, want to correct something that I that I did wrong, or if you just want to convince people this is an amazing book, let's get it up there on the screen. Mutants in Orbit. Look at that. Um, which I highly, highly for such an old book, I still highly recommend this one. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope to see you next time. I think I'm going to do transdimensional TMNT for the next book. Okay. I think. I can't do it. Do, do you know why I picked this one? Why'd you pick this one? Because I keep saying I'm not a riffs guy. and I want to do something that, hey, look, I can do something that's riffs. I literally never read the riffs stuff before this week. Or if I did, I, it was just in passing. I was oh, wait, really boom gun in space is a bad idea. Boom gun on a station horrible idea horrible <laughs> yeah. but a boom gun in space is relative <laughs> no, no 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 the the, the whole uh, the whole equal opposite reaction yeah that's what i'm saying you just are spinning in a really fast no, circle and flowing do it. It, 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 it's no effect on you because it's a rail gun the 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 matter is uh is accelerated not with propellant or physical force it's accelerated with electromagnetic energy it is not imparting the opposite energy onto you. It has to. It can't. It's, it's not. It's not chemical. No, when that thing comes out, there still has to be something that's pushing no, back there's against. Not. There's. It's pure energy pushing it out. There's no propellant. There. There is no kinetic energy I, moving it. You talk to a physicist about that. It's been many, many a day since I've uh, done my physics. Uh, but, uh, oh, we'll see. The the only reason railguns have recoil on Earth is because you have to move the air out of the way from this thing that's going Mach ten. That's going to that's going to cause some reverberations and stress. But in space, you don't have any of that, and plus, you don't have a sonic boom. So, it's fine. It's fine. Mm. Okay, I mean, I, I I'm not going to sit here and you know my days of physics are way way pat you know behind me, but. Uh... I would have I'd have to see that see that uh tested. Yeah, actually uh anyone want, wants to google railgun in space and see what happens. I'm sure there's somebody who's who's done that done that math, you know. I'm sure there's somebody, but uh with 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 my, you know, admittedly not, you know, collegiate level knowledge of how railguns work, maybe I'm wrong or maybe I have just enough information to be to be dangerously right. I don't know. You have multiple folks saying that you're, but again, I'm not going to even believe chat either on this one. I, I, I'd like to now. I'd, at this point, I want to see it in in writing. <laughs> like, give me the equations or or you know, show, show me a video. Let's, somebody put a railgun in space and fire that thing. Let's just see what happens.
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand the whole equal opposite reaction thing, but that, that is with, with two things that have a physical rebound on each other. Like if I throw something, I am losing mass, imparting energy to mass in my hand and moving it forward. And so I go backward because some of that energy is spent on me because I'm holding it. I'm touching it. I'm physically moving it. But with a rail gun, you're not physically moving it. You're not chemically propelling it. You're not kinetically propelling it with anything attached to your body. How can it impart energy back on you? If you can answer that, that's awesome. And then I'll just say, yeah, your name. I'm like, whatever. Okay, cool. But yeah. So, so, so how about this? Because chat's going to start getting lit up here soon. Either agree with Heathen Dog, you don't agree with Heathen Dog. Well, let me phrase that. Either agree with science or you don't agree with science. And I'm not saying that about Heathen Dog at all, because he might be right. He might be wrong. I don't. I, what he's saying sounds plausible. It isn't what I understand it to be, but I, I haven't been doing physics for a long time. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and try to be right. If somebody finds it, let us know. Other than that, you know what? We'll either be happily ignorant or we'll be happily right. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> so, uh, I don't want to, because I know chat is going to go start going crazy soon. Um, you know, that's how it happens. All right. Anything else we want to talk about today? There, no, I think that's there's kind of one comment I wanted to talk about. Um, I wanted to respond to it in writing, but let's... Uh, we're not going to consider this a segment three. We're just going to, we're going to talk about this. There's a comment I got about uh, competition shooting and should physical prowess affect uh, shooting. We talked about that earlier, didn't we? You and I did. Oh, I want to okay. put this out here for, for the folks. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It'll be on a riffs. Oh, uh, my father's run. Okay. Got it. Okay. I love, well, if I don't find it relatively quickly, then I'm not going to. Is that uh, riffs? Okay. Shooting guy. All right. This guy. I don't want to hit reply. I want to zoom in. Putting on the screen. And I'm going to talk about why I disagree with this guy, but I understand. It's kind of like what Heathen Dog's saying. I understand what you're saying. I disagree with you, and, and here's why. And then we'll have a discussion about it. So, Beat Magnet. I don't know if he's, well, again, he, unless he's a, a member, he's not, or he's watching live, he's not going to see this. But uh, so I don't know what I said in, or what you said, or what somebody said in this Riff's Ultimate uh, uh, video. I don't remember everything we say in every video, okay? He didn't give a timestamp, did he? Nope, didn't give a timestamp. Okay. And so my guess is this correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but weapon proficiencies do not gain physical prowess bonus when they do not. you. When you're shooting a gun. Okay. No. That makes sense to me. And well, let me read his comment first. So hopefully, I know it's that's about as big as I can make it without getting nuts here. See, now it's like just part of the screen. Uh let's try that. There we go. I gave a little more. Shooting this is beat magnet. He says shooting guns with speed and accuracy is an extreme function of physical dexterity. Okay. Mm -hmm. To say All that the right. physical prowess attribute doesn't add to shooting accuracy and physical prowess bonuses don't count to shooting guns makes no sense. Okay. That's your opinion. Got it. Take it from someone who shoots a lot of pistols and rifle competitions. Okay. Take that as a note. Yes. People with higher physical proficiencies have a massive advantage over everyone else when it comes to pulling triggers, not flinching while you hold the gun steady and hitting what you aim at. That's all. That all sounds like training to me, but okay, go ahead. Yeah. 
If anything, high physical dexterity should give a bigger bonus to strike in all firearm and energy weapon use in combat. And that goes for characters without weapon proficiencies. All right, mm. so this is my problem with what he said. He's getting very pedantic, just as I used to do about martial arts, especially when it came to ninjas and super spies and so forth, all right? But here's where he's wrong. He's conflating a couple of things. First of all, he's conflating competition shooting with a weapon proficiency. And this is what I was mentioning to um, Dog before the stream started. Dog and I were in the Air Force. We had 80 rounds that we fired, 40 to just sight in the weapon, which yeah, wasn't and enough. Then, and then 40 for the, for the training. I, I had more because I had the security police augmentee training. But yeah, okay. everyone gets basic training, 80 rounds. Right. And if you consider that uh, that the target remember the target number for anything over was sixty feet, but we'll just say pretty much anybody shooting is going to be an eight or higher. Now you have people. I think it might have been Omenel, might have been weird guy. I forget. But one of them said that he thinks that that number is too low. Probably, I think it was Omenel. That eight or five—that's way too low. No, it's not way too low. And here's why: I saw people who never uh, held weapons before. People who are deathly afraid of this weapon. That's still qualified with the M16. The weapon proficiency means only a couple of things. It means you know how to take it apart, which they taught us to do. That was half the day of training. It means you generally understand the weapon and you can fire it without killing yourself. Uh, yes, I know I'm exaggerating when I say that. Weapon proficiency, just to use another example, when I go to the range, I don't miss the target. I don't, I just don't, I don't miss the target. All right. Now, do I hit exactly a perfect little circle? Nope, I'm not a competition shooter. If I use my 45, I, I get a nice little circle. If I use the nine mils, they're a little wider out. That's just the way it is. But I hit the target every time. Because I have weapon proficiency. And, and I'd actually be closer than the 60 foot, so I only need a five or better. And I, you know, now... So where does this whole whole uh, uh, physical prowess thing come in? If any old dumbass can fire a weapon... Now remember, Palladium doesn't have ranges. You don't have short range, medium range, long range. It, it, it throws all that out. So you were just taking the general construct of you have to roll an 8 or better, which does make sense. Anybody with just a little bit of training can pick it up and shoot straight. So you're going to hit the target with an eight or better. You're just not going to have any bonuses to it. Your weapon for your first level character. Somebody with a high physical prowess might be able to shoot somebody in the eye better. I absolutely agree with this guy. hundred percent. When you take out that firearm and you're like, and you're keeping everything on target. I can't, I cannot do that. I am not a competition shooter. When I mag dump, he can probably mag dump three magazines in the time that I do. Okay, maybe not three because I can pull the trigger fairly quickly. But his shots are going to be much more on target. And I'm shooting at, at 15 meters, sometimes 25, because that's that's actually fairly long for a pistol. Um, he's probably shooting at 100. I get what he's saying. I get what but, he's saying. Doesn't fit the idea. I'm sorry, I just, I'm almost done here. I get uh, it doesn't fit the idea of the, of the weapon proficiency needing an eight or better just to hit the main body of a target. Weapon, physical prowess does not come into that. I, I, you could argue that it could, but it's 
it's the training that matters, not that, the physical prowess. That's exactly what I was going to say. All that stuff he's saying with the speed you're shooting, keeping on target, that has absolutely nothing to do with physical prowess. It has everything to do with training, everything to do with experience. You don't get that. I mean, oh, sure. one out of every billion people are going to be a natural, right? Great. Good for you. You're a natural marksman. Good on you. But 99.99 ad infinitum amount of people to actually do that, they can with enough training. And that's what Palladium focused on. The idea that training makes up for so much yeah. that the other things don't matter. And I agree. I, I would argue that there should be a higher penalty. Now, I put this on the screen. Uh, where, where's my where's my wife? Uh, no, not 80 per year. We uh, Did we do the M16? No, we did the M16 every two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so, I, well, while I was in the augmentee training, I did it every year. But in, in a lot of times in basic training for a lot of career fields, that's the only time you ever touch a weapon. I, I was uh, I, I fired more nine mil rounds uh, with the Beretta than I did the M16 because of my job. See, he was SP augmentee. Ha ha. I was on a mobility unit, so I didn't have to do that stuff. But because of that, I got more weapons training. Anyway, so so here's here's my my wife does not have weapon proficiency firearms. Her first shot, she shot somebody in the dick. <laughs> Okay, guess where the rest of her shots went? We're we're still we don't know. Yeah, we're still trying to find the RSO and I were standing behind her trying to figure out if she was like, is she shooting low? I think she might be shooting low. We could not find her shots. It was silly. both. The, and I'm telling you, that was both the RSO and me. But the point, look, you can get really pedantic. I don't want to argue with this guy because he's not 100% inherently wrong. I think he's overthinking the game aspect. And that goes to this one here, the compromise. Because Heaton Dog and I talked before the, the show, I was like, you know, I could see adding in a physical prowess bonus for like a called shot to have no, a little I, bit better no, chance of getting it. But stop. I know, I know his exact problem. I know his exact problem and it is mental. This is his exact problem. He is a competition shooter, yes. right? That means the only difference between him and everyone else is physical ability. They are already at the pinnacle of training. Yep which means the little difference between first and second place is 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 just on what you were born with cuz you're already at the top of the of the chain you're already at the top of the food chain you are the highest trained people who shoot guns at this point the differences are so minor as to be ridiculous but they are they are so significant because there is no other variable but for everyone else, training is 99% of winning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, now if Palladium used ranges, then maybe, yeah. Th with, then with I can search. Prowess or mental endurance, even uh, uh, yeah, range I mean, modifiers can be mitigated. I get it. Yep. I could, I could get on board that, but Palladium only has max range. So the reason I put this comment up here is, is I put the same thing. I don't want to add more rules to it. I get what you're saying. Just like I get what he's saying or the idea of having the called shot, maybe have the physical problems, but nothing else, whatever. Let's not add more rules to the game. Palladium is fine the way it is. Now, Michael, well, if you wanted to do that, that's your table. You do well, what you want. But Arguably, the worst part of Palladium is the combat system. Why are you adding more steps? Stop it. But uh, so... Uh, 
this is already baked into the game by having the weapon proficiency or not having the weapon proficiency. Like I said, I think in my opinion, the uh, uh, wow, I just got a big yellow. Bl- I can't read yeah. that because I'm zoomed in on this, so I can't. It's a big yellow splotch on the I'll, screen. I got it. I got okay, it. Uh, just one second. Is that uh, um, oh, what was I saying? There's a mechanics problem. Better marks, but here, yeah, is um is there should be a bigger penalty for not having weapon proficiency. At the same time, Palladium Cinematic, it's not supposed to you know, hurt you. Uh, you know, I can't use a gun. I just shot my toe off. So, but, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I think everybody, everybody, including this guy who made this comment, has an idea of trying to improve it for what they see as the best way of making like i said i used to be really anal about martial arts man really anal about martial arts because i used to study martial arts used to take martial arts you should get our martial art mags you just just no no it's it's a cinematic game we don't need all of that so. right okay here's the big winner weird guy thank you for the ten dollars arguing physical prowess bonus to shoot or not is like dnd rules for strength helps swords and dexterity helps archery house ruled if you like but officially physical prowess does not help guns in palladium that is 100 percent true and uh, yeah, I mean, the, when, when you get right down to it, this is all academic because in reality, that's not how it works. But he, but as a competition shooter, that is his reality. So I get well, it. Yeah, I mean, but again, as a competition shooter, he's coming from a vastly different place than everyone else. Yeah, yes, 100%. Agree. He lives with the highest trained people on the planet where the only difference is physical ability, where everyone else is levels of training makes you win or lose. And maybe you could make that an OCC then. You're you're you are um they there 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 is an OCC and uh there's in uh what uh New West they have the sharpshooter OCCs. Okay. Yeah, so you know you got all that. And uh Michael Mammoth says uh counterpoint Olympic shooters are far more focused on training to maximize skeletal support instead of optimal fitness. Marksmanship training almost always focuses on skeletal support. Yeah, I mean that you 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 know you have you, your training brings you to the peak but to differentiate between people also at the peak that's just genetics you know that's like i'm faster i'm stronger my i i have a denser skeleton i have i have a natural gait and stance that that uh that precipitates success in this particular function there you go then you're a winner but until you reach that pinnacle your your personal differences in in strength and skeletal growth is not significant well skeletal support is bracing that was just more scientific term he, he's talking about bracing I know, but, I know, yes, but yeah. that's just training that's yeah. also yep. just training yeah so last comment i'm gonna read then we're, then we're gonna we're gonna end the, end the show but uh the reason why i put this up here is not because i want to bust the balls with the guy who wrote it's no, because no, i no. i see myself in this on certain things and he's right uh that dude's just salty because he can't get ultra high bonuses strike with guns like he does with hand to hand it's much harder to hit a target than to punch and and right first of all you have an eight when you're past 60 right 60 feet and you're right it is harder if heathen dogs right in front of me this is the weird thing when it comes to, like parry and dodge and so forth if heathen dog's standing right in front of me the chances of me missing him even if we're kind of circling each other are very low the chances yeah. of him missing me are very low i have to harry or i have to get the gtfo that thing you know like like yeah, it's like when people complain that the that the numbers are too low in Palladium, they're really not. Now you could argue some some nuance in there. Like I really do wish there were range categories, but that's not the Palladium system. I'm not gonna, not going to worry about that. Um, yeah, it's like the, the the numbers aren't too low. It's because it's an action reaction system, 
if there's one thing that it's lacking, and somebody said this on Bear's stream today, it's lacking a meaningful, in the core books, cover system. Mm. And that's why I overhauled Palladium Combat, because I am a huge fan of the concepts of cover and concealment, both being different things. Cover being your protection, concealment being the ability to see you. Uh, I absolutely love cover and concealment. Palladium does not have a good cover, and so, so I house rule it. And it's a pretty massive house rule for anybody who's played. But that's because that's the style that I want. That doesn't say that Palladium's wrong. Heathen Nug, you've run Palladium pretty much rules as written, I know, at least a couple times with us. And it works just fine for the game yeah. we play. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want cover and it's significant enough to, for me to make a, a you know change in that moment, I will let you know I'm making a change this moment, but this going forward, do not expect this. This is a special situation, stuff like that. But most of the time, cover is just flavor. Concealment is just flavor. Yeah. You know? And uh, there you go. Right? I mean, uh, if, if you're behind cover and the guy missed, you can say, oh, it's because I took cover. Okay, if you want to. But it had no effect on his role. You know, if you want the flavor, you can have it. But the, the mechanics, just not there. All right, with that, uh, I'm just going to say that uh, this is kind of a bonus segment for those who watch live and or are members because nobody else is going to see. I'm not putting this in video format. So there you go. Now you have a reason to become a member to hear weird commentary like this. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to let Heathen Dog give us some words of wisdom. Get on out of here. I want to thank everybody for being here. Had a great time today. Um, <laughs> love messing around with <laughs> messing up to traveler character creation. That was great. Um I actually enjoyed talking about mutants in orbit more than I thought I was going to. I thought I thought that uh, I was going to fumble through how dense that book was, but I think I, I think I did that one fairly well. But you'll let me know in comments. And with that, Heathen Dog, take it away, and then we're out of here. All right, let's talk about the uh, traveler. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again, just like I'm saying it now. Never read Traveler. Never played Traveler. Don't know anything about Traveler. If anyone here has never played Traveler or read the book before, we're in the same boat you're going to have a lot more sympathy for me. But for those of you who are traveler veterans, man, don't beat me up too much. All right. I mean, would, would you beat up a brand new play at your table for stuff like this? No, man, of course not. That, that that's how you lose players. Right. So take it a little easy on me, but also tell me where I'm wrong. No one can learn if no one tells them when they're wrong. So help me out. Just don't, don't be a dick about it. And for uh, for for Max's overviews and uh, for the maintenance orbit especially, uh, a lot of stuff about Palladium has been retcon, has been changed, has been added to, taken away over the years. And this especially, the reason I said especially, is because uh, mutants in orbit relies heavily on old rifts type, old Palladium which doesn't mesh hundred percent with the newer palladium with the riffs, ultimate edition timeline riffs, ultimate edition. Some of the rules are different. A couple of the rules are different. A lot of the equipment's different. A lot of the lore has changed. I mean, hell, even after the bomb lore turned from okay to disastrous, <laughs> an absolute travesty. So like in, uh, like any game that's 40, 50 years old, you as the game master <laughs> has to pick and choose the lore you want for your table. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so bear all this in mind when, when moving forward with our channel. We, we do not say we're experts. In Palladium, I'm very experienced. I am, I am advanced. Right? 
but yeah. I'm not, no one is an expert on, on, on something that has lore over going over 40 years. No one can be my, my brain needs other things in it. And with Max Liao, there, there are some things he likes and, and some things he doesn't. And he's going to let you know both. Don't be mad at him. Just understand that he's a different person than you. He has different opinions, but he will respect yours. Please respect his. All right. uh, I actually want to add one thing to that since he's your words of wisdom. I also conflate things, especially when, you know, when I'm going through like all the free league games. Because Mutant Year Zero tweaks things a little bit differently than Coriolis, tweaks things a little differently than Forbidden Lands, tweaks things a little bit differently than uh, Alien. And I don't always, like if you were to ask me right now uh, something that might be a different rule between the two, I'm I'm going to give you what I think the right answer is. But I might be wrong because that one version of the game changes something just a little differently. Yeah, yeah You know, I mean, like the slow action, fast action for, for, for Bin Lands. Right. I mean, the, the difference between uh, Ninjas and Super Spies and uh, Rifts and uh, After the Bomb, uh, uh, the combat, the abilities, the skill descriptions, they're all, they're all different a little bit, but significantly so. So, you know, Sometimes you just need to take a step back and understand that you can't know everything. These, uh, the, these, these games are pervasive. They have lore that goes back forever <laughs> and yeah. you know, mistakes are going to be made. They are in good faith. All right. Have a little compassion, please. 